At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Glasses in session. Find Try This from the Washington Post wherever you listen. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. It all ends today, and that's coming right up. Right now, it's time to say good morning, America. Yes, it is that time. It's time for Fox Sports Sunday. He's Brian No. I'm Andy Furman, and we're coming to you live from the Fox Sports Radio studios, brought to you by GEICO. 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit GEICO.com for a free Great quote. Here he is, the hardest working man in show business today. My partner and friend, the one and only Brian. No, hello, B. How are you? I'm doing great, Andy Furman. I, it would help if I turned my microphone on, you know? It would. This is the business that we're in. You know, you yeah. could help me. Did you have a good week before you helping me, but lend me a helping hand? Did you have a good week? I know how hard you work right now. How are you? Okay? You ready yeah, to go? Yeah, pretty good Refresh? week. Yeah, can't complain. Well, I could, but I'm not going to, but... No you know something interesting that occurred this week? What? I um, On Rip City Radio 620 here in Portland, mm-hmm. I was interviewing a guy from Cleveland.com. This was on Friday. Right. I've got some audio. You want me to tell you a quick story, Andy Furman? Please, I yes. think you'll enjoy this, okay? So I'm interviewing this dirtbag named <laughs> Doug Lamarice. You ever heard of Doug Lamarice? No, not at all. I hadn't either. So anyway, I had Doug on the show, and before the interview, some context. 
little backstory here. Yeah. My producer, Eric, he says, hey, Doug doesn't know how the Ohio State thing is going to play out. He doesn't right. know what Ohio State's going to rule. And so don't, he doesn't want to get into like predicting the outcome because he just frankly doesn't know. So steer clear of that. But you could ask him when the investigation is probably going to be completed and, and just stuff like that. And I'm like, all right, cool. So right before the interview, Ohio State releases the releases that they're going to come to their decision most likely today, right? Correct, yes. So I couldn't ask him that. So I was just <laughs> going to ask him about his opinion, whether he thought the 14-day timeline was a little bit too quick, right? Correct. So yes. listen to this, Andy. I've got audio for you, baby. So check it. this out. All right. It goes down just like this. Kind of interesting. Bruce Feldman, he announced that uh, the investigation into Urban Meyer will likely be completed by Sunday. Does Do you get the sense that they're he didn't just announce rushing? It. Ohio State announced it. Yeah. Right. He announced their announcement. Ohio State Fine. sent out a release. It's not like he broke news. Ohio State sent out that release. Fine. Like Great. Awesome. Go ahead. So anyway, um, with Ohio State, do you think that they're just rushing through this too much? Do you get the sense if they put a 14-day timeline on it that they're just trying to move on as quickly as possible instead of uncovering what they really need to get to the bottom of? Yeah, I told your producer I didn't want to talk about it because all it is is speculation and I don't know. So he told me we weren't really going to do that. So, like, I don't know. I'm, I'm not – I've done – I've had a million radio requests and I don't know. So, I don't know. And you guys knew that when you had me on, that I wasn't going to talk about it. Doug, don't get your pants in a, like, jumbled up there. I asked you if you thought right. going through 14 no. days was a little bit too fast. But thanks for being here. You have a great day. No, thanks for being a jerk about it. Don't ever call me again. Wow. Cool, Doug. Have a good one, buddy. You know, he says he doesn't know. You know what I know? I know never to call that guy in my life. That's yeah. what I know. And he's the kind what of guy, if you, if you see him, Reese, you kidding me? I want to smack him on the side of the head like right now. I don't even know who he is. I never heard of him. Where you find this clown from, really? Yeah, Cleveland.com. Oh Doug. Lord. Doug Lamarice. And that's the crazy thing, Andy, is it wasn't like all things Ohio State. They're off limits. Don't discuss anything whatsoever. It was <laughs> stated to me, don't get into asking his prediction because he doesn't know what Ohio State is going to do. Fine. Great. Awesome. And he said in his response there, he's like, all it is is speculation. What are you talking about, dude? I'm asking your opinion if you think a 14-day timeline Whoa. is a little rushed. What do you think, Mr. Columnist, Mr. Buckeyes podcast You get paid guy. to give what us predictions, you moron. Yes. Oh, gosh. Oh, but that was part cross of him off the list. You know what? Now I feel a little better because I was going to ask for your assistance in this situation because obviously this guy sort of harassed you. I get harassed by Jonas Knox. Not even on his show. <laughs> Prior to our show today, he's harassing me where I go to breakfast at Bob Evans. What? I, I can't even live. Leave me alone. Why am I being harassed about my breakfast joint, Bob Evans? Did you hear the that? Prior to, it's amazing. I mean, really. The gall of that guy. I'll tell you what. There are numerous call things on, on Jonas's resume that are highly, highly questionable. At the top of the list, he's anti-Lamb of God. That's an yeah. awesome heavy metal band. And he was giving props to Wes Borland today. I could, um, I could play guitar with one hand and produce better riffs than Wes Borland. Are you kidding me? I saw that me? on Twitter. I oh, saw to you. take your hat off to Wes Borland is a joke. Also on his resume, he's anti-peeps.
I don't trust anybody who's anti-peeps. You know, the the uh, Easter candy, Andy Furman? Oh, you yeah. Know, the, yeah, the yeah, bunnies. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's marshmallows and sugar. Who's against either? I, I, I don't trust the guy based on that list I just unveiled. Well. I'm moving on, but he's gotten enough airtime on this show. You know, it's funny yeah. you talk to that clown from Cleveland. And and really and truly, it does end today. I mean, he could have answered the question because it was released either from Ohio State. It was released, period, end of story. That is supposed to end today. The speculation, the uh, the investigation, Urban Meyer will conclude today. And uh, the new allegations that came out with the Zach Smith and his behavior, that he ordered thousands of dollars worth of sex toys. What's the deal with this guy? I mean, did you read about that deal? What's, yeah. what's going on with this guy? I mean, it's unreal, really. The stories that are coming out, he's really just behaving like a guy who thought he was untouchable. Yeah. Right? I mean, that's really what it boils down to. <laughs> he sounds like a guy that's like, look, I'm uh, his, uh, my granddad is Urban Meyer's mentor. I'm good. Right. <laughs> like, he's like, I'm good to go. Yeah, sex toys, just. Yeah, just jump him to the Buckeyes office over here. Like, we're, we're fine, you know? <laughs> He's just operating like that. Based on this, we don't know for sure if this is what went down, but if Courtney Smith says, yeah, he was taking pictures of his junk and it happened to be in the White House at one <laughs> occasion. It's He's unreal. messing around with the staffer and taking pictures of it. It's hard to make that up without having some sort of evidence. She very well could have evidence, and it sounds like it's pretty believable with the Zach Smith guy. So to me, he's just operating like a guy that thought he was untouchable and never. Well, was I want to go back to the uh, million, million, with thousands of dollars worth of sex toys, male apparel, and photography equipment. And look, you know, to each his own. If you're into that stuff, that's fine. But why would you have it shipped? to the Ohio State Woody Hayes Athletic Center back, was in 2015? Why don't you ship it to your home? Ship it to a mailbox. Oh, get a mailbox. But why right. would you ship it to, to the place of, of business? I don't understand that. As you say, maybe he thought like, hey, I'm all this. You can't touch me. I'm Urban's guy because my granddad was his mentor. I don't get it. I really don't. Yeah, he was just operating like a guy who thought he was untouchable. And that's a good lesson to all the people out there. If they can't get their sex toys shipped at home for one <laughs> reason or the other, uh, P.O. Box. Get a box. You know? Yeah. D- no don't go to deal. work. P.O. Box. Yeah. yeah. On, you know, man. I never had the uh, the inclination to take pictures of my hangy downs. I, I don't know why. <laughs> I, I mean, really, I just, you know, it, it's a funny situation. It's just they're there. You know, they hang down. They're there every day. I, I, I see him once in a while in the shower, and that's basically it. But I never really had the inclination. I'm going to get myself a camera and take a picture of it and maybe, you know, maybe go to the White House and do it. That's a good place to do it. What what goes through? What goes between your ears to make you do this, really? And now I, I'm thinking, like, maybe Urban did the right thing by getting rid of this guy. This guy really... He needs some help, really. Well, he should have done the right thing a long time ago and gotten rid of him, but he didn't, and now we're here. (laughs) You can tell, obviously, that Urban Meyer, he loves this guy. He loves the family. You know, he completely all about his mentor, which is the granddad of Zach Smith. So, you know, it's, it's just one of those deals he didn't handle very well, but, you know, he's paying the price for it right now. I don't think he's going to get fired. I no, think that he, he could get suspended for a couple of games, especially when you look at the beginning of the schedule. It lends itself to a suspension because he didn't handle media days very well. It'd probably be a good thing for Ohio State to suspend him for a couple of games. I don't think that he gets nothing whatsoever. 
I think you got to slap him on the the wrist at least, right? Well, suspension and or dock of pay for a little bit. Who knows? Something. Something like that. Right. But here's the thing that I don't get. I mean, I had this investigation 14 days, and you asked that moron in Cleveland. Yeah, I think 14 days is rather short for an investigation, but we move on. But one thing I didn't understand, the fact that the athletic director of Ohio State, Gene Smith, apparently was on vacation during the investigation. How in the hell can you have an investigation with the athletic director on vacation where basically he's an integral part of the investigation? Well, it just never looked good when they set the timeline from the beginning. How do you set a timeline? Concerning something involving domestic violence. Yeah, two weeks. We should be good. That's crazy to me. It should be however long it takes, we're willing to do our due diligence. But for them to put a timeline from the beginning, just seemed like they're rushing through it and getting ready for football season. Yeah, they, they should have put the timeline like the day before their first game. That would have been even better, really. I mean, the timeline. Sure, you have a timeline. You know why? You want to get Urban back on the field for practice and get ready for the season. So to me, when you give a timeline, you're basically telling the public and the informed, not the ill-informed like that putz in Cleveland that you had on the radio, uh-huh. you're telling the informed people that, yeah, Urban's going to be back because we've got a timeline for him to get back. And today's the day, and they'll have a big announcement probably about 6 o'clock Eastern tonight. And they're going to announce that Urban Meyer will, A, miss the first game, B, miss a paycheck, and everything's hunky-dory. Most likely that's the way it's going to go down. It's just you got to have better foresight than that. And you have to be aware of it's not just the way things are in life. It's the way things look in life. Perception's reality. Yeah. They might have done a great investigation over this two-week period, and maybe – That's all that was required to do a really thorough investigation. But you know how it sounds, Andy. It just sounds like, well, you know, we're going to interview a couple of people in over two weeks. so We should be good. It just doesn't sound right. And it seems like you're rushing through this thing to get ready for the football season. Even if that's not the case, that's the way it seems. And you should avoid that if you're the university. Don't even put a timeline on it. Say, we're going to work as quickly as we can. We're going to be thorough. And hopefully we'll have a, a con- we'll come to a conclusion here shortly. But we yeah. will keep you updated throughout the process. Something like that. It just it doesn't reek of the same thing the way they went through it, saying it's going to be a fourteen day deal. Where were you when Ohio State needed you? Where were you? That's what they should what, have. They should have fault? hired you. They should have hired you. That was the statement gotcha. they give out. Was I was it. I was busy listening to Jonas Knox give props to West Borland. No, this no, morning. you were listening to Cleveland.com. That's what yes, you were doing. Yes, I was interviewing Brian No. Doug Lamarice. Yes. Right. My guy, Brian No. I'm Andy Furman. We're live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. By the way, here's the lineup for today on Fox Sports Sunday. And what a lineup it is, I tell you. In this hour, Bronx Sports Talk with the one and only Sammy K. Hour number two. Bottom barrel betting, hour number three, the one and only Sheik Alex Marvez, and, of course, nose picks, which are getting very hot, I got to tell you right now, because football is right here. Football is here. Hey, get to us on Twitter. And, by the way, if you're listening on 105.7 FM in Columbus, I want to know what the hell's going on in Columbus with Urban. Let us know. At the No Show, NOE Show, at Andy Furman, FSR, or 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. What a way to lose your job. That's next. One man's trash is another man's potential treasure. We'll get to that in just about a minute, 20 past the hour. We call this Fox Sports Sunday. He's Brian O. I'm Andy Furman, and we are 
proudly brought to you by Lowe's. Pro customers at Lowe's save 5% on every purchase every day when you use Lowe's business credit account. That's 5% on all purchases in-store or online, subject to credit approval U.S. only. Okay, B, guess what? We got a call at this weird hour of the day. It's about, what, 3.20 in California Pacific time, and Jeff yeah. is in Pasadena, wants to talk to Brian Owen, Andy Furman on Fox Sports Radio. Hello, Jeffrey. How are you? How's it going, guys? First time, long time. I love you guys. I listen to you guys all the time. Um, I love you, too. Oh, nice. thanks, man. I think you're hilarious, uh, uh, Andy Furman. I think you're hilarious. So, uh, anyway, I just wanted to touch base, real, uh, touch on uh, the Urban Meyer thing. I, th- I mean, I'm a Michigan fan. I'm born and raised in Michigan. My sister's a, a Michigan alum. And I've hated Ohio State uh, since I was a kid. But I just don't do not like Urban Meyer. Um, I know somebody that went to Florida that – when he was coach and they just, and he would tell me, he was like, dude, this guy is just a scumbag. He's, he's done some underhanded stuff. I mean, didn't he get in trouble at Utah for stuff and Florida for something? They just left them, you know, left, uh, left in a lot of dust in the, you know, people getting in trouble and all that. And then he was, he marches off to Ohio state. And I did want to ask you guys, uh, one question and then I'll, uh, you know, listen off the air. Um, wasn't that Gene Smith guy, the AD for Ohio State, wasn't he there when Jim Trussell was there? Yes, he was. And, uh, yes. Yeah, that's yes. what I'm saying. He, he's a scumbag, too, because he was there when Trussell was there, and Trussell got into all that pro- all that trouble, and they were threatening to fire Gene Smith. And it's like, this guy, how is he still the, the AD there? This is two coaches now that, that have been – have gotten in trouble. Yeah, under two his scandals. Watch. Yeah, two scandals under Gene Smith. I think Gene Smith. Yeah, he, if Harbaugh he's did in, that he should Michigan, be in more they, trouble. They'd launch right. him. No doubt. I'm with you. I'm with you right there. But you know what? That's the way it is. And uh, the fact that he was on vacation during this so-called investigation, maybe he's looking for a job. Maybe that's why he wasn't there. It wasn't vacation. Maybe he's interviewing because maybe he knows he's got one foot out the door. I don't know. What do you think, B? Uh. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know. In terms of what was it? What did you ask me, Andy? For well, Gene Smith. I checked out for a second. Uh-huh. <laughs> Jeez. Um, yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens. They're going to they're gonna point the finger at somebody, you know, and I don't know if it's going to be enough to, if they're going to suspend Urban Meyer for a couple of games and that's it because the deal with the domestic violence thing, you could have the school look at Gene Smith real exactly. closely with this one. So I, I don't know. I'm not sure how it's going to turn out, but... uh. We could have our answer today. Yeah, we certainly will. You know what? We have an answer right now because football, you know what's so great about football right now? It used to be you had to wait for Sunday. You know, now the weekend starts on Thursday. It's unreal. I mean, Thursday through Sunday, I mean, leave me alone because I'm into this stuff. I know it's preseason. I know it's meaningless, but I still watch. I still watch. And I watched the Bills-Browns game on Friday, and the Bills quarterback, A.J. McCarron, who used to be here in Cincinnati, he suffered a hairline fracture. I really felt bad for the kid because he goes to Buffalo looking to get a starting gig, and look, he got the hairline fracture. I'll find out today probably how many games he will miss this year. He started, went three for six for 12 yards, and then – He's replaced by rookie first-round pick Josh Allen. Josh Allen leads the team to an 80-yard touchdown drive in the second quarter. This is the same Josh Allen who was ripped by the Jaguars cornerback Jalen Ramsey. Did you hear about that deal? Yeah, I, I have no idea I, why I, GQ. I caught word of that, yes. Yeah, why, why is GQ or GQ.com, why are they interviewing the Jaguars cornerback Jalen Ramsey to begin with? Are you with? serious? Are yes. You really serious with yes, this? Yes, I am. Are you kidding me, Andy Furman? Do you know how much pub GQ.com got because of this Jalen Ramsey Oh, I know, I know. No, but why is he interviewing Jalen? Why are they interviewing Jalen Ramsey to begin because with? Because Jalen Ramsey just went on a tirade 
and crushed half the quarterbacks in the NFL. I could just I picture the dude doing the interview just drooling like, oh, this is going to be gold. They're going to love me for this one. No, I, I'm, I'm saying that I'm confused that, yes, he ripped, he, he called Josh Allen trash. He said Ben Roethlisberger's decent at best. He claimed that Eli Manning was dependent upon Odell Beckham Jr. I get that. But why was it GQ.com getting this interview? Not anyone, not any, why wasn't the four-letter network? Why not Fox? Why, why was it GQ of all places? That was confusing to me. Okay, I hear you in terms of that. Well, sure, they beat a lot of other outlets to the punch. You know, because Jalen Ramsey is very opinionated, doesn't bite his tongue. He's going to tell you exactly what he thinks. And if you're writing a column, you're doing an interview. He's one of the first guys you should interview because of the way it unfolded, and they released it at the perfect time. Yeah, they it sure wasn't did. exactly a huge news week. You know, it is August. It's not the heart of the NFL college football season. So they released it at the right time as well. It's a great interview for them. It's awesome. Yeah. Oh, a big hit for them. And I was shocked. I was GQ, of all places, I mean, really, I, I'd sooner see that interview maybe even be in the Wall Street Journal, the New York Times, I mean, a- any place. But GQ, if, if you were to give me the multiple choice test and GQ.com was one of the choices, I wouldn't have picked it. Would you? I wouldn't have. Well, I don't think players really care. You know, oh, I agree. Yeah, it's going to get out there regardless if it's GQ.com, ESPN.com, anything.com. It's going to be there. It doesn't matter. It's going to be public consumption no matter who releases it. So I don't think a player's like, oh, it's like what we hear in the NFL with big market, small market. If you're in a market, you're going to be fine. You're going to get some shine and some publicity. That's the way it goes. No doubt about that. And look, you know, this Josh Allen, he led the team for that touchdown drive. So where do the Bills go for quarterbacking right now? Here's the Bills coach Sean McDermott on Allen's performance against the Browns earlier this week. Take a listen. It looked like it was a step in the right direction. Certainly he got some meaningful time in the first half, which was important. Directed a two-minute drive before half, came out after half, and, and took control of the first series there, which is all good experience for him. I, I don't understand why... Josh Allen was called trash by Ramsey. I, I don't understand it because how, how much quarterbacking has Jalen Ramsey seen Josh Allen play anyway? So why would he call him trash? Maybe he's just upset where he was picked in the draft, so high in the draft. That's the only thing I could figure out because what does Jalen Ramsey know about Josh Allen quarterbacking? That's- well, he went into detail in the piece, and he really talked about uh, Josh Allen not stepping up in big games is really what he's basing a lot of that on. And he says, quote, if you look at his games against the big schools, it was always hella interceptions, hella turnovers. It's like, yo, if you're this good, why couldn't you do better? He fits that mold. He's a big, tall quarterback, big arm, supposedly. I don't see it personally. So he's basing a lot of this on the games he played against the big boys. They lost to Oregon. He was terrible against Nebraska with the five interceptions, and they lost to Iowa. Iowa! Yeah. As I know Sam loves with the drop right. from a little while ago. But yeah, okay, so he didn't play, play well in big games when they were significantly overmatched. Like the Oregon game, the talent disparity is ridiculous. So right. I think it's an overreaction, but this is a common theme with Jalen Ramsey. You go back to J- Josh Allen's first practice. Do you remember this? In May, there was a Twitter video, and the Buffalo Bills put it out there like Josh Allen's first snaps as a Buffalo bill. And they put a 100% emoji, right? Or a 100 emoji. (laughs) And Jalen Ramsey responded. That's a pick waiting to happen, (laughs) which I thought was great. But 
That's his own little punching bag slash pinata. Jalen Ramsey just loves to hammer Josh Allen. I don't know why, but it, it's kind of fun. It, it's great fodder for us. And Josh Allen had a decent night. Was it 9 for 13 uh, on passing? Was like 69, 70% accuracy for 60 yards and a touchdown. And you know what? It's going to be his job right now. I mean, I guess the quarterback controversy, at least for the time being, is over in Buffalo because you got to believe that A.J. McCarron is going to be out at least between four and six weeks, right, with that collarbone. Right, he very well could be, and Josh Allen could be the week one starter. They might go with Peterman if Josh Allen isn't quite ready, but, you know, here's the thing, Andy, is this has become such a trendy opinion. I haven't heard many people say even halfway complimentary things about Josh Allen, like, you know, this guy might pan out. Like, it's normally, this guy's completion percentage at Wyoming sucked. Why would we think he's going to be anything in the NFL? That might be the case, but... You rarely hear anything positive. And I went back and I looked just for the, just out of curiosity, I looked at Josh Allen's college numbers compared to Carson Wentz because they both right. went to smaller schools, right? Right, right. And if you look at Carson Wentz throughout his career at North Dakota State, he threw 45 touchdown passes, 14 picks. If you look at Josh Allen, he had 44 touchdown passes, 21 picks. So it washes out where Wentz had one more touchdown pass and seven fewer interceptions. That's not a huge disparity. The big disparity was completion percentage, which has been hammered. And, yeah, Carson Wentz was much better. But if you look at their their history there in college, Andy, Carson Wentz had 27 more completions than Josh Allen on 37 fewer attempts. Right, but you so know Josh what? Allen has to do a lot better job completing passes in general. Maybe the offense that he runs in Buffalo will help that if they're running a little bit more short to intermediate routes. Whereas completion percentage can be a lot healthier. But I'm out on thinking that there's no way possible Josh Allen resembles a good quarterback. He might. Well, you know what? You could take those stats and wipe your nose with them. I was going to say something else, but I don't, I don't want Iowa Santa wow, to dump wow, it. Okay. Wow. You know why? Because I'll tell you what it's all about. There are people who look at what school you went to, like Wyoming, when I think Wentz went to North Dakota State, and they'll say, well, you know, you, you can't play in the NFL because of you know, who you played with. It's all about personnel. It's all about personnel when you get to the next level, if you get the opportunity to get to the next level. Now, if, if Carson Wentz was not surrounded by top-notch personnel and good protection, which he was a year ago, it would have been a different story. That's what it's all about. Don't you agree? It's all about get the opportunity and make the most of it with the personnel you have around you. I'm not completely on board with you because if you look at some guys that are just special no matter what, look at Tom Brady. Look critically at his weapons as far as wide receivers go. He's got Chris Hogan, Julian Edelman. Gronk is fantastic. Right. He probably never, never played, maybe played with one Hall of Famer. You're right. You're right. There are a ton of quarterbacks that could go to the Patriots, step into that offense, and deliver what isn't even close to what Tom Brady But he does. played with better competition in college. He played in the Big Ten. He didn't play in North Dakota State. We're not State. talking about college, Andy. We're, I'm talking, we're talking about, about the, the NFL and what you do. And your thought was you got to surround these guys with great talent. And I'm telling you, if you're a true difference maker – you can still make it work regardless of what you're surrounded by. But for a guy who isn't a true franchise guy, true difference maker no matter what, yeah, it, it matters who surrounds you, especially as a rookie. Yeah, so yes. I, yeah. I'm i with you but not fully on board that you have to have the complimentary complimentary pieces to be anything no matter what. And perhaps maybe Brady would not be Brady if it wasn't for Belichick either. You know, there's he a possibility. Well, no, you know, you don't know. We don't know the answer. There. No, we, we know because he's special. Uh, well, he, <laughs> he is special. Fine. 
If you think that he wouldn't do anything anywhere and it's just because of Belichick, I, I am not on board with that. I at got all. a question about that coming around the bend, but right now it's Brian No Andy Furman live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. And by the way, he's back and he has a new weapon. That's next, but first, our guy is back as well, Ralph Irvin for the latest. Well, thank you very much, Andy. And Arizona did not have a great Saturday night in San Diego, losing in the 10th inning 7-6 to the Padres. Christian Villanueva with a pinch hit RBI single for the win. The Diamondbacks now just a half game up on Colorado in the NL West. That after the Rockies were 5-3 winners in Atlanta. Two games behind Arizona, you'll find the Dodgers and well, you won't believe how they lost on Saturday. And it's a Bach. A Bach is called. A Bach is called. And that's the ball game. It's a walk-off Bach. The Bach is called. David comes screaming home. He stops on home plate. And that is the ball game. The Cairo Mariners radio network with the call. A bases loaded Bach in the 10th. Leads to the Seattle 5-4 win. Online car shopping can be confusing. Not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Seven NFL preseason games Saturday. The one in Dallas between the Bengals and the Cowboys. Not good for the Dallas team. Pro Bowl guard Zach Martin was taken from the field with a knee injury. Looked like a hyperextension, but an MRI will reveal all that'll happen later today. The Bengals did get the win, 21-13. Now back to you guys for more NFL. Thank you, Ralph. See you in about an hour. He's the preseason MVP. That's right around the corner. It's Brian No. It's Andy Furman. And by the way, welcome to the Fox Sports Radio Studios brought to you by GEICO. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with GEICO. Go to GEICO.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. And about 10 minutes from now, Bronx Sports Talk with the one and only Sammy K. Quick question for my guy. My guy, Brian, who has all the answers, really. Talk about Tom Brady. Go back to Thursday night against the Eagles. I'm looking mm-hmm. at Brady's stats. He's like 19th for 26 for 172 yards. Why in the hell was he in there throwing for 26 times? Most quarterbacks are playing a series or maybe two in preseason. He's playing 19 for 26. What was the deal of leaving him in that long with the possibility of injury? I don't, well, I don't he, understand that. He mentioned this, Andy. Check this out after the game. Obviously, all the reps we put in with you know, Julian, Hoags, Gronk, guys who have been here in the past are, are very helpful. But everyone's just trying to get up speed, and we're trying to all do the right thing. There you go. There's Tom Brady in his own well, words. It wasn't like, much of an answer. It wasn't much of an answer I mean, look, me. you're trying to get everybody up to speed. You're trying to get on the same page, trying to get into a rhythm and a flow. Yeah, 26 pass attempts. It's seems a lot. A little, seems like a lot in week two of the preseason. But that's the whole thing. For anybody who makes the preseason out to be just this waste of time, it isn't beneficial whatsoever, why in the world do you think Tom Brady would be out there throwing 26 passes if it didn't benefit him whatsoever. Right, it's but if he goes down, joke, the overreaction they're finished. against the preseason. He goes down, they're finished. Think think about that. Without Tom Brady, you know, the sink the, the ship sinks. It's over. Yeah. Yeah, but why are we acting like there isn't anything beneficial? Of course there's something beneficial. He was out there getting live reps and in a live game atmosphere. You know, it's a different speed than in practice when you're going no up doubt. against your own defense. Right. So it helped. It helped him get ready for the season. You know, it, would Tom Brady be an absolute disaster if he didn't throw 26 passes against the Eagles? No, but it helped, and it's worth a risk to put him out there because you have to be realistic about what are the chances that he suffers a season-ending injury. Not very likely, 
Not the way he plays quarterback. Right. Yeah. No, I'm with you. I was just concerned because that kind of popped out. When you look at all the quarterbacks and what they've done in preseason, you know, most of them don't even have double-digit attempts. They really don't. So, I mean, it was kind of strange when I saw that. And you don't normally see that in preseason. And speaking of quarterbacks, I got to believe at this stage of the game, my MVP this year probably is going to be Aaron Rodgers. He's healthy. He's got a new weapon. And Aaron Rodgers right now in his first game in Lambeau in almost a year, he played one drive, moved the Packers to an eight-yard touchdown, and his new teammates could have make him even that much better, Jimmy Graham. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's amazing to me what the Packers have done. Because remember last year, he broke his collarbone after the team was like 4-1, and one, and they had no running game. So I think right now the Packers are back. Well, they very well could be. When you get 12 back there, it makes a big difference Hell with yeah. the Green Bay Packers. It's kind of a steep drop-off going from Aaron Rodgers to uh, Hundley, you know? It's not like Hundley was just crushing it last year. Remember that? Yeah. It was good yeah. for betters, though. There were a couple of a couple of weeks, man. I cleaned up Andy Furman. It was nice. No, you, you may Hundley remember. I bet you did. I, I, you may remember this. Last year, their running game was so bad. Didn't they have, like, guys wearing, like, receivers numbers at the running back position? Yeah, guys Ty Montgomery. The, Ty yeah, was like actually, not, he's pretty good. He's not bad as a running back, you know? And he's still rocking number 88. Yeah. But they Number got thin. You're right. They were very thin at running back. So it wasn't just Aaron Rodgers being out. But I agree with you in terms of Jimmy Graham being there. Jimmy Graham was never utilized properly with Seattle, which is surprising because Russell Wilson's a, a dynamic quarterback. And those two just never quite got on the same page. But you look at his five years with the Saints outside of his rookie year. He had four just dynamic seasons where he caught no fewer than 85 passes. Like, think about that. Four years, at least 85 catches every single year. Only one of those years, he was outside of double-digit touchdown receptions. He had nine one of those four years. He's in double digits all the other years. So with Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, if they use him the way they should, he could have a, a huge season this year. Yeah, and I tell you what, it, the key right now, Rodgers has to stay healthy. Graham's got to be up there lined up alongside of him. Last year was the, only the second time Green Bay failed to make the playoffs since Aaron Rodgers became the full-time starter or quarterback, which is an amazing stat. They were 7-9 and nine last year, but remember, after he broke his collarbone, they were 4-1 and one and then he was gone. They, they were 4-1 and one and they were on their way, then the collarbone went down, and that was the end of Green Bay last year. Yeah, man, it's... Uh... We know how great Aaron Rodgers is. There's no denying that. And when you lose that guy, the wheels fell right off. So what hurt us as fans last year, Aaron Rodgers and other big-time quarterbacks being hurt, it makes it that much more exciting ramping up toward this year with these guys under center again. I I love it where you have Deshaun Watson, Andrew Luck, Aaron Rodgers, all of these guys, all the young and the new rookie ones, quarterbacks, right? even Patrick yeah. Mahomes, the bomb he threw to Tyreek Hill. That was a special throw to see him as a first-year starter. Yeah, it's it's exciting heading into the season, no doubt. No doubt. You know, I, I want to challenge you on one thing. I, I don't want to upset you uh-oh, at this hour uh-oh. of the day, but, you know, you mentioned something earlier today that, you know, if you're in the NFL, you're going to get a run in, in the sense that, you know, it doesn't make a difference the size of the market you're in. I just think that Aaron Rodgers is somewhat underappreciated because he plays in Green no Bay. Way. I no do. Way. I really. You ever heard Yaden? of a guy named Brett Favre? 
You really think well, that Favre didn't get yeah. attention? He didn't get pub? Come on, man. It's it what doesn't he did. matter in the I, NFL. If you're an be upper be- echelon guy, you're going to get your dap. You're going to get your run and your shine. That's the way it is. You don't think you get more in L.A., Chicago, or New York, though? Come on. No, Aaron Rodgers gets tons of attention, tons well, I guess of the, talk. He, he does commercials. I understand that. Right. I'm talking, as a football player, respecting what he gets. Come on. No. I, all right. I, fine, to all say right. that Aaron Rodgers is shortchanged is crazy. Crazy talk. Most people have him number one on the list. I don't know how you have a guy who's injured far too often. This guy's missed 16 games over the last five seasons. He's missed one full season out of the last five years. And most people still have him as the number one quarterback in the game. Uh, he's I've great. got Tom Brady, who's healthier, who's more available, who's more clutch, who's won more. I'm going to take that guy over Aaron Rodgers. But you have the majority of people that put Aaron Rodgers number one over the GOAT, Tom Brady, the greatest of all time. They've got Aaron Rodgers over him. I'm just saying more pub, more exposure. That's all I'm saying. I think he'd get more if he was in New York, L.A., or Chicago. That's all I'm saying. No, I don't. I think that it's... It doesn't matter in the NFL. If you're one of the top two quarterbacks in the entire game, it doesn't matter what market you're in. Well, the football pundits know he's great. There's no doubt. Well, I, I think he'd get more. I think, in fact, he deserves more. I think he deserves more. But you know what? That's that's not for me to decide. I just He's think that sure he would changed. give more. Well, he was just talking the other day. They had his press conference. And he said the practice effort was piss poor, and that was a whole thing. And Yeah, he's talked about it. It's not as if we're like, well, we talk about Aaron Rodgers, but he plays for the Packers, and he's in Green Bay, and it's a small market. So that doesn't control our talking points. It right. doesn't control the talking points on TV. So what? He doesn't have the same tabloid-type newspaper coverage in New York. Big deal. Like, that's not what makes the media go round. It helps. It does help, though. It really does. It doesn't matter. It does not matter. For what we do, have we ever gone over a show and say, all right, we're going to talk quarterbacks. Well, let's... Let's not talk Aaron Rodgers. He's in Green Bay. Let's talk Dak Prescott. No, No, we don't. And neither does TV. Right, I, I understand, but we move on. That's a, an argument for another day. Brian No, Andy Furman, live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Now it's time to unleash some real sports passion. To the Bronx we go. Next, Bronx Sports Talk coming right up. Brian No, Andy Furman, live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. About 11 minutes before the top of the hour on a wonderful Sunday morning right here. And by the way, we're proudly brought to you by our good friends at Geico, what does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance? It means you probably should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. And the man who handles it, just like a pro, the one, the only, Sammy K, hit it! Guys, it's time to channel your inner New Yorker. We want to hear all the irrationalities you can spew on the hottest topics of the day. Here's something we like to call Bronx Talk Radio, hosted by the great Sammy K. All right, listen up. I'd rather be stuck in an elevator with a Wolverine and a badger than spend another minute with you two hacks. All right? And no, it would have been talking. a good line if you got it out correctly. Damn, yeah. Talk over this, Sammy Get your K. foot good out of Lord. your mouth, you clown. Foot out of my mouth. Yeah, all right. Listen, we're on Bronx Talk. Here we go. When I got to do my laundry, I skadoodle on down to the coin-operated laundromat around the corner, right? Yeah. But I yeah. sure as hell don't spread my laundry on the football field. That's what we were seeing on Saturday in the Jags-Vikings 
preseason game. Let me tell you what's up. What's up? The Jags racked up 13 penalties, 140 yards. Can you believe this? Maybe the worst officiating, this knee-jerk reaction uh, officiating was when uh, Vikings linebacker Antoine Williams, he laid a clean spear sack on Jags backup quarterback Cody Kessler, and he got a roughing the passer flag. It was clean. It was textbook in my eyes. Am I crazy? Was this flag truly warranted? Are we in for a long, excruciating season? You tell me. It's unbelievable. It's reaction, Sammy K. I get it. Like it was a terrible, awful, atrocious penalty on that play. It was textbook, like you said. Antoine Williams sacked Cody Kessler and just fell on top of him. This is the Aaron Rodgers rule, okay? When Anthony Barr hit him, it's an overreaction to that. I know people are worried about the helmet rule. It's going to be okay. It's not going to be a a flag fest to the nth degree. It's preseason. They're trying to crack down. B, it looks like it got a new problem now. First, it was leading with the helmet. I agree. And now it's this. Now it's this garbage. You know, let him play football, will you, please? I agree. I, I, listen, we're going to have long games, excruciating games, and, and guys are going to get cost games because of Over all the long laundry on the reaction, field. It's not going to be nearly as bad as people I don't are know. anticipating. You I watch. don't know. I hope you you're right. Watch. All right, let's I move on. To, right. Let's move on to something a little more lighthearted here, okay? Well, yeah. uh, we got a problem in New York, and now it seems to be going elsewhere. Two major league pitchers, J.A. Happ for the Yankees and Noah Syndergaard for the Mets. All right, listen. They've now contracted hand, foot, and mouth disease both huh? in late July. Yes, but huh? listen, this maybe isn't just a problem in New York. Listen here, West Virginia, the Mountaineers, they had to postpone their fan appreciation day, which is supposed to be today, after five players contracted, yep, hand, foot, and mouth disease. What the hell is going on? Are How do you get from it? a trough here? What's going on? <laughs> Look, I, I don't, don't think they got, you know, what thing. it is. What is All this, the medieval is times? If, if Jay Happ doesn't miss a start, if Noah Syndergaard's right back in the rotation, we need to rename this thing. It's not a freaking disease if you don't miss a start, all right? If you only miss one start, These guys are licking disease. the bottom of a bullpen. I don't know what's going on You know here. what the problem is? They don't have any soap in West Virginia. You got to wash your hands. That's the problem. And they, they don't do it in West Virginia. In New York City. It's dirty okay? here. It's and you filthy. Still have Jay Happ and Will Noah you please Syndergaard wash your hands thing. after you... They don't look at the sign. It says, wash your hands after you leave the restroom. That's the problem. How are all these athletes getting this, though? I'm I'm curious. I don't understand what's going on. You hear about this every once in a while. Now it seems to be widespread. I don't know. It's, it's just not a disease if you don't miss a freaking start. That's all I know. All it's right? a virus. It's, it's gone viral, discomfort. like they say. The millennials. It's more discomfort than disease. I over guess there. so. Yeah, you get over yeah. it. You're fine. Yeah. All right. Let's right. talk about something you might need when you get it a disease. It's insurance. Auto, health, life, death, renters, home. Listen to me. It's too damn confusing. Too many options. Am I just a simpleton or does finding you are. the right insurance plan make your freaking head spin? All you got to do is bundle. They tell you to bundle. Bundle it. That's what you got to do. I don't bundle. think so. It's tougher than that. I'm confused. I'm overwhelmed. It's not Brian. tough at all. If you listen to the Fox Sports Radio airwaves or work for them like you do, Sammy K, you get... Reminded every 2.5 seconds, you go to Geico. Geico, right? Geico, Geico. Yeah, Geico. Geico. We love Geico. All your needs right there. Everything's taken the care of. Deductibles, so there's this and that. Oh, it's so difficult. It is. Feel. It okay, I guess I'm a simpleton then because I'm confused. Oh, well, you I want do three it. options, chocolate, vanilla, and strawberry twist. You hear me? No, it's Geico. 1-800. You're too needy over 947 there. 947-AUTO. 
They sure could use him. We'll explain that in just about a minute. But right now, it's time to say good morning, America. Yes, it's that time. It's Fox Sports Sunday. He's Brian No. I'm Andy Furman. And we're coming to you live from the Fox Sports Radio Studios, brought to you by Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. I wish I had a red carpet to introduce this guy. He's deserving of same. He really is. He's my partner. He's my friend. He's the hardest working man in show business today and boy does he have a brain to boot and good looks too yes good looks but they all do what that coach did at ohio state with the camera that's for sure my guy the one and only brian no hello b i'll tell you what andy Furman, you never disappoint you are my flavor flav and <laughs> i say that with affection you're my hype man you know what you're my manager you deserve it you deserve my it. guy over here you're the man. You are the man, hardest working man. Work seven days a week. You got shows all the time. You turn the radio on anywhere you're at. Get that iHeart app. He's there. He's all he's all over the place. I love you. You're my idol. You are what I want to be. You are, you are all the things I wanted to be in life. Yes. Well, hey, man, I appreciate you saying that, Andy Furman. And it's, it's good doing a show with you here this well, morning. I love working you with know? you. I really do. Hey, did you hear about the, Have you been watching Hard Knocks, by the way? You know, it's funny, Andy. I caught the first episode because the lovely Christina and I, we, we were looking for a place, and we had a hotel. Well, we had like two weeks' worth of hotels Wonderful. while we were looking for a place here in Portland. And we saw the first episode because we had HBO that night. We haven't had cable installed yet. So wow. I have been HBO-less the last couple of weeks. So I saw the first episode, but I haven't had HBO until we get cable installed I think it's Tuesday finally this week. Yeah, and you'll get so it on demand. We'll be you up to catch speed up. pretty soon. No doubt about that. I'm talking about the Cleveland Browns for a second right now. They're on hard knocks. And did you hear about the victory fridge? The victory fridge with the Cleveland Browns? Yes, I did it's hear a, about it. It's this. unbelievable, but sponsored by yeah. Bud Light. Cleveland Browns fans in the Cleveland area, they've been promised free beer by Bud Light after right. the team's first regular season victory this year. And now that's assuming there is a win. We're assuming that there will be a win, maybe. I mean, and it's going to be uh, provided uh, designated drivers and mandatory courses on responsibility and responsible drinking, uh, considering the franchise's history. You know, look, I I understand beer and football go together, but to have like a fridge in the stadium and it's locked up until they win, I'm not so sure that's the greatest idea in the world. And I'm one that goes off the beaten track with ideas, but I don't know. I just don't know. I love it, man. But you know as well as I do, Andy, with you thinking this way, they have to protect themselves. We're in a day and age. Sammy K was just talking about insurance and bundling stuff. (laughs) Think about it from Bud Light. In this day and age, you know if anything, God forbid, happens, and it might not be a death. It could just be an accident, some sort of fender bender, something happens, right? They're going to come back and be like, oh, Bud Light gave away free beer to celebrate the Browns' victory, and someone's going to make something out of nothing. You know how it's going to go. Well, the funny thing is this. They may have make them sign some sort of a document, but look, you look at the history of the Cleveland Browns with drinking. Uh, Dante Stallworth was a member of the Browns in 09 when he killed a man driving drunk. Bernie Kosar, former Browns quarterback, was arrested in Cleveland drunk driving back in 2013. Uh, wide receiver Josh Gordon arrested and charged with driving while impaired in 2014. He admitted to having three drinks with vodka. Uh, Alvin Bailey arrested in 2016 for DUI. I mean, this is something that's been ongoing, not only with the Cleveland Browns, 
Browns, but perhaps in the NFL as a whole. And now you're promoting the Browns' victory with Bud Light. I get Bud Light getting their name out there. I understand that, but I think that it's like uh, fire and it's like oil and matches together. You, you, it's not a good match. It's not a good marriage. I, it's we're making something out of nothing oh, here, Andy. Like know, you're man. leading the charge on this one, <laughs> and I get, but like, what did they? You said they, the people, they have to sign like a waiver or something if they're. No, I'm partake? saying they. they I'm, I'm not saying that's a done deal. I'm, I'm thinking maybe they'll make them do that because okay, God forbid someone drives home after the game and rams into somebody. Right. You know who, who's at fault? The Browns or Bud Light? They would make it out to be Bud Light, but here's the deal: Bud Light isn't making you drink anything. You know, no, no beer manufacturer, no hard liquor manufacturer is making you drink their stuff. So it's on you to be responsible. Right. You know, it just cracks me up how people put it on the beer and the hard liquor manufacturers as if you don't have a choice in this whole thing. So if Bud Light wants to give away free beer, guess what happens? If you, I, I'm not a drinker, Andy Furman, and I'm not preaching to anybody. It's just I just haven't done it. You know, my right, dad, right. he's sober for 11, 12 years now. He's done a fantastic job, but he struggled way back when, and I thought I would do the same exact thing. So the point is you have a choice whether you drink at all or not no or whether you get bombed or just get a little bit buzzed. you, you got to be smart about how you no do doubt. this. But to point the finger directly at Bud Light or somebody else as if you're forced to drink their stuff is a joke. Point the finger at the person who isn't responsible. You're exactly right. But, you know, I'm wondering how they got this deal passed. I'll tell you why. For years, if you remember back in baseball, back in the day, they used to have 10-cent beer night. And that went yeah. by the boards, and I think that was like, you know, against the law or whatever. They couldn't do it, and now they're giving away free beer. So I, I'd like to know how they do it. Like, you know, they have a minor league baseball team where I live in Florence, Kentucky, called the Florence Freedom Independent League. Okay, the Frontier League, and they—it's a big deal for them. They have like dollar beer night or whatever it is, a dollar, whatever. You know, they don't have ten cent beer night. And they used to have ten cent beer nights in baseball. I don't understand how they could do free beer when they couldn't get away with doing ten cent beer. I don't get it. Well, because I'm sure they'll do it in a way where you can't get 17 of them for free, you know? Right. (laughs) They'll pass them out. You might get a free beer, maybe two. But, I mean, it's just one of these things. You're right, Andy. you got to think this thing through if you're Bud Light because you know how people are. And you know how the story is going to go. And you don't want to have your name attached to it if, you know, God forbid, somebody gets a free Bud Light and gets into a big wreck. People are going to be like, oh, Bud Light. It's not going to be about the guy maybe drinking 37 assortment of drinks. It's just going to be Bud Light tied to it because he got one free beer. So well, it's the, just the yeah. way it goes, man. You got to be aware of that and have some foresight. I, I got a quote here from Rob McBurnett, the, the senior manager for communications for the Cleveland Browns. He says, quote, we're still finalizing details related to the in-state components associated with the promotion, which means... They may not necessarily give out a beer. Maybe they'll give out a coupon to get a free beer. I, I don't know. But I, I think I think they're working out something. That, who knows? I don't know. But it'll be really it's just, I, Well, look, huh? man, it's one of these deals where we said it earlier. You got to be aware of not just the way things are, but the way things look. Right. And if you have somebody drink a free beer to celebrate a win and something bad happens, it's going to come back on your brand. And that's not going to be good. 
So you you got to be aware of that. Unfortunately, in this day and age, people are going to overlook maybe that same guy drinking 16 other brews that might not have <laughs> Bud Light on the name at all. Right. It's just if he gets that one free beer, the perception's going to be, oh, look at this. Because of this promotion, this mishap occurred, and this poor man is in this state, and blah, 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 blah. It's just a <laughs> joke, man. Oh, it, it really is. is. You're right. You're exactly right. You know what else is not good? The quarterback situation in Denver with the Broncos. Who would have thought this team would be in such quarterback trouble after Peyton Manning left? Really? Talking about the Denver Broncos with a Hall of Famer at the helm and John Elway. Paxton Lynch now, the kid from uh, Memphis, demoted to number three. Now the number two is what? Second-year quarterback Chad Kelly, kid out of Princeton. A kid out of Princeton leading a team in the NFL. Are you kidding? Case Keenum, number well, one for now. Ole Miss. You remember Chad Kelly from Ole Miss? Oh, Ole Miss. Come on, man. I thought he was pretty, that's right, Ole Miss. No. Why no. did I say Princeton? I thought he was in I, Princeton. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe there's another Chad Kelly in Princeton. Uh, Case Keenum's number Who? one for now. Right. And John Elway was asked if Colin Kaepernick was a, quote, viable option. And uh, he said this. I didn't realize this. Basically, here was John Elway's response when he was asked if signing Colin Kaepernick was a viable option. Take a listen. Colin had his chance to be here. We offered him a contract. He didn't take it. You know, and as I said in my deposition, and I don't know if I'm legally able to say this, but, you know, he's had his chance to be here. He passed it. Unreal. I mean, did you know about that, that he had the chance to be in Denver? Yeah, absolutely. I, like, I didn't know that. They had contract negotiations. It was really close, for sure. It was definitely a story. And it also shows you one thing where Colin Kaepernick, they offered him in the neighborhood of $7 million dollars. And he was set to earn, gosh, it was like around 11. 11, 11 9. 9, I think. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. So it would have been a haircut. And we don't know if the 49ers would have picked up the rest of the tab or how it would have exactly worked out. But with Denver offering Colin Kaepernick less than what he was due to earn, we're talking about roughly $5 million less. And this is before the 2016 season when Colin Kaepernick started his protest. It does show you one important thing, which is, if Denver was interested in Kaepernick, but only to the point where it was a $5 million haircut, that right. lets you know that his play had regressed. You go back to 2015, he had six touchdowns, five picks. He's black, backing up Blaine Gabbert. Okay? So, like, that matters. I know it's meant to, it's made into it's only the protest. That's the only reason Kaepernick isn't in the NFL. And that's a main reason. Unfortunately, it shouldn't it's be not that the way, only reason, it though. It's, it's not, not the, the only reason. reason. If this dude's throwing 30 some touchdown passes per year, it doesn't matter about the protest. The dude would be in uniform. Okay, but the point is this you know as well as I do, and you're not that bullheaded to admit that he is better than some of the quarterbacks in the league right now. Absolutely. This kid Absolutely. in Buffalo threw five interceptions last year, Peterman. I thought he was on the Seinfeld show. That's the guy, Peterman, isn't it? The same guy yes. that's on Seinfeld? He's playing quarterback for the Buffalo Bills. Well, you yes, absolutely, Andy. Colin Kaepernick is good enough to be in the league, but it's similar to what John Elway has said. He's been offered other contracts, and Colin Kaepernick has said, no, no, that's not good enough. And so let's not make it out to be this perception is that he's blackballed as if he's gotten no offers whatsoever from anybody, and that's not the case. So you can make it out and say, well, he isn't offered fair value okay that's fine yeah, but okay. don't make it out to be he isn't offered any value whatsoever because that's not the reality 
Right. But the majority, well, I'm going to say majority, I want to blanket everybody, but there is a great number of people, media as well as players in the league, who believe that, in fact, he is blackballed from the league because of what he had done with the, the first player to basically uh, kneel before the national anthem right. again, in a game. Again, it goes back to production. And what do you say, Andy, all the time? What is it? Talent trumps trouble. Talent trumps trouble. And if you look at Kaepernick, again, if this dude was throwing 30-some touchdown passes per year, he would have a gig, guaranteed. So no owner is going to put whatever this whole, you know, uh, reluctance to embrace Colin Kaepernick to the side. No owner is going to say, I'm not willing to do that. Even though this guy could throw 35 touchdown passes and get our team to the playoffs, challenge for a Super Bowl. No, I'm just not going to do it. They just don't believe he's that guy, nor should they, because he isn't that guy. You're exactly right. And right now, since he hasn't touched the football in about two years, it's it's not going to happen. He's not coming back. Brian, no. Andy from We're Back. We're Back. Back stronger than ever. We're live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. And by the way, what a lineup we have. Bottom barrel betting at the end of this hour. And hour number three, Alex Marvez, Fox Sports Radio's NFL insider, and Brian knows picks. There we go. We have that. But this is no way. The broadcast news. We'll tell you why next. Taking the coward's way out. That's coming right up. Right now, 20 past the hour. We call it Fox Sports Sunday. He's Brian No. I'm Andy Furman. By the way, we're proudly brought to you by Granger, the products and services you need when you need them. Granger's got your back to help keep your facility running. Granger, for the ones who get it done, be. This is unreal. You got to help me out. I, I got this tweet I want to share with you. I think you got it as well from One Neck Two Chains. Are you ready? Sure. What do you got? Okay. We're talking about Colin Kaepernick. We mentioned him early on that uh, John Elway had made an offer to him way back in the day. If part of the reason Cap isn't in the NFL is because of the kneeling protest, then that's a problem, he says. Black people shouldn't accept any form of racism, no matter how slight. Black people aren't stupid. We know he's better than most backups. Explain to me, how is this racism? I don't understand. I mean, I, I know I'm, I'm thick. I know I'm stupid. I know I got a lot to be learned. I, I, I'm not that smart. I understand that. But how is the fact that Colin Kaepernick not being in the NFL is racism? T- tell well, me. I don't know. Deal, man. It's, I understand where he's coming from on this. But the bottom line is it's not racism. It's business. Thank because you. you have to look at where things are right now. If you're a team and you're thinking about bringing Colin Kaepernick Onto your squad as a backup. Why in the holy hell would you sign up for everything that comes as a result of that for a backup? Why? Why would you invite the circus to come to town and right. every question under the sun to be asked to your coach and every one of your players? Which is not racist. For a backup. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't better your football team. He's a toxic player. White, black, green, or blue, he's toxic. He creates a, 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 a situation in the locker room, at practice, whatever. It's a media frenzy, and it doesn't make a right. difference what color he is. That's the bottom line. Look, that's where it is. It's not about – it's about every team asks themselves a simple question. What are we going to get out of this player production-wise versus what else do we have to put up with? Richie Incognito was the same thing, and he was white. Right. Well, there's been a lot of – you could go on and on and on. Look at Michael Vick with the dogfighting thing. People were livid about that. But the Eagles said, you know what? 
he could start for us. And he was an MVP candidate, and legitimately so. And right. they they took it on the chin for a little bit. People calling him every name under the sun. It's like, if a, it goes back to production. If Colin Kaepernick is a guy that could even give you Michael Vick-type production in an MVP candidate season, you would see teams offering him legitimate contracts where he would be in the NFL, but he isn't that guy. So don't leave that out of the equation. It's crazy to make it sound like all things are equal with bringing Kaepernick on as a backup compared to name your backup quarterback of choice. It's absurd. It's not the same thing at all. And there's no reason a team would be making sense in doing what's best for the organization Football-wise, strictly football-wise, to invite the circus to town for a guy that's holding a clipboard makes no, no sense. I'm with you. I know you have another tweet. I know you have one. No, that was the one I had. Okay. okay. Oh, okay. I thought you had another one. All right. Now we go to the situation here. I've I had said, more, but they, they're just terrible this morning. I'm kidding. Well, you know? well, well, it's all right. You could say they're terrible. You know, no, it's something it's right. that happened. They got with stuff the it. Four- stop it up, Twitter. All right. Come with on. the four-letter network. I say good or bad, happy or sad. Things should be reported. Perhaps someone needs to explain that to ESPN. The four-letter network said it would not show the national anthem before Monday Night Football broadcast, which for me creates even a bigger debate as the protests will continue. You cannot hide the news. Was this NFL dictating to ESPN? I don't know. This, as you know, is news. Who stands, who remains in the locker room, and it will be reported in the media despite the snub from ESPN. It's a weak move by the four-letter network. Yeah, I don't call them the four-letter network because that gives them more props and shine. It's freaking ESPN for crying out loud. Nobody says the three-letter network for Fox. Like, we're not cowering to ESPN. It's ESPN. Good Lord. That's first and foremost. The second thing, and what's most important, is, look, you can still show the anthem without showing players kneeling. Why don't you do that if you don't Put the want camera to show on the flag. anybody kneeling or protesting? You don't have to. Show someone standing. If you have a problem with it, and look, it's bad for the NFL business-wise. It's bad for ESPN, Fox, CBS, everybody broadcasting the NFL business-wise because some people are turned off by it, and they are literally turning the games off. That You can still show the anthem just without the players protesting. It's just dumb to me. It's not like you you can't you have to show everybody whatever they're doing kneeling raising a fist standing whatever you have to show everything or nothing at all. It's just a dumb stance by ESPN. I agree, and I'll tell you something else. It is a news story. I, no matter what you're going to say, good, bad, or indifferent, it's a news story. And those players that will stand or remain in the locker room will be highlighted on newscasts. There's no doubt about it. Or written up in, in periodicals or newspapers. They will. On websites so as well. Like It's better. It's the lesser of two evils for the NFL. Again, just strict, strictly business. Because... It's not the full explanation for the ratings sinking, but it factors in there. To act like it doesn't is a joke because there are many people that are like, yeah, I've just not been watching the NFL. Really? Why not? Uh, the protesting. I'm just not. Okay. It factors in there. Okay. But if you have a player in the locker room compared to protesting on the sideline, it's again, it's the lesser of two evils for the NFL because you don't have that video, you don't have that picture, you don't have it live on and on and on. It's a brief talking point, but it's not the same 
punch. It's not the same punch to the NFL and the ratings if somebody remains in the locker room. I don't think that people are going to have a big-time problem with something like that. Well, I'll tell you something right now. If I'm player X, okay, and I remain in the locker room for today's game, it starts at 1 o'clock Eastern, and some media guy comes over to me and says, why were you in the locker room during the national anthem? I'll say, hey, it's none of your business because I could either be getting taped or getting ready for the game. I'm, I'm not necessarily in the locker room to protest the anthem. There's no reason not to tell people why, unless you're Marshawn Lynch, who hasn't described why he's sitting or protesting. But if you go, listen, let's say that you were getting taped up or you had to go to the bathroom and someone comes over and says, were you protesting? Are you going to be like, it's none of your business? Are you going to be like, no, I was. I, I had to go to the bathroom. That's I want to get a smoke. On. If you were protesting and they say, were you protesting? What's the point in being vague? You would say, yeah, I was protesting. Like, So, no, I don't see that scenario playing out. But there'll be questions. There'll be media people in press boxes all over the NFL, I promise you, counting people on the sidelines and who's missing. You so know they're going to do that. Yeah, well, I don't great. care. It Fine. doesn't make a difference to me. But that's what yeah, they're going to be doing. So for ESPN not to show this, it, it's weak. But it's news. You can't hide and run from the news. That's all I'm saying. It, it's part of the game today. It's part of the fabric of the game. This is newsy. It, and, and the fact that ESPN is not going to report it, it's not going to go away. It's still going to be there. All they had to do was air the anthem. And if they thought it was bad for business, which it is, yeah, they didn't have to show it. You know, just don't show the people protesting. Done. You know, that's a much more minor story of, hey, why didn't you show Kenny Stills kneeling ESPN? I mean, you get a little bit of that. Big deal. You know, they just, oh, we just were showing other people. and uh, They're just like, we're getting out of the business of controversy. And it's Yeah, weak. right. That it's is a weak. lame move. Their entire business is freaking controversy. Right, well, and this is this is controversial. Also, you can't completely sidestep the controversy altogether. They're trying to like say, "All right, if we're talking about the lesser of two evils," they're like, all right, "We're just not going to show it." All right, let's just get out of the business completely. They're going to get called out. Like we're calling them out right now. There's no way you can completely sidestep. You know how this hypocritical thing. they are. They got a guy who's Mister Controversial himself, Stephen A. Smith. Let me tell you something, Stephen A. Let me see you say something about your network right now by not broadcasting this because you know what? You won't. You're afraid, and you can't. How's that? They gagged you for once. They gagged you, Stephen A. That's what they did, because you're a hypocrite. You'll criticize everybody and everything. Criticize what's right in front of you, your own freaking network, because it's wrong, and you know it's I, wrong. You know, I don't put it past Stephen A. to say, I'm not with this, I don't agree with this. He's done that before. He well, hasn't we'll been see. company man all across the, I'll eat the my board words. with ESPN. I'll eat my words if he does. I'll eat without some I, of that candy. You might have to. I could absolutely see you eat those words, Andy Furman. Well, I'll eat that candy And he might not go in like. a tirade, but he'll... You know, the, the decibel level won't be as loud because that's who's paying him, right? It, it makes sense. Uh, we'll see. But for him to not address it whatsoever or to say, hey, man, I completely support this when he doesn't, I don't see that happening. We'll see. I'll be listening. That's for sure. Brian, no, Andy, for, we are live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. It's just the way they play the game, and it won't change. That's next. But first, to our guy, I hope he never changes, the good old Ralph Irvin for the latest. Well, thank you very much, Andy. And one thing that's not changing is who sits atop the National League West. It's the Arizona Diamondbacks, but they did fall in San Diego. 7-6, the final in 10 innings. Christian Villanueva with the game-winning RBI single for the Padres. 
The Diamondbacks sitting atop the National League West, a half game ahead of Colorado, who was victorious in Atlanta 5-3, the final there. Two games back of Arizona, you'll find the Dodgers, who gave up a bases-loaded 10th inning balk to lose in Seattle 5-4. Losing on a balk. I had money on that game, Ralph Irvin. Not good. Not the way we wanted to see it unfold. No, that is not the way you want it to go, especially after coming (laughs) back from a 4-1 deficit. Uh, Oakland is now in first place in the American League West. They're tied with Houston after a 7-1 victory over the Astros. The A's were 11 and a half games back on June 24th. Quite a month and a half, well, almost two months for the A's. In the NFL preseason, Jacksonville goes to Minnesota. Tons of penalties, but they can pull out a preseason win 14-10. Online car shopping can be confusing, not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car, so visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. And guys, Jameis Winston, two touchdown passes, 226 yards in the air as Tampa Bay won in Tennessee, 30-14. to All right, see you in an hour, Ralph. Thank you so much. It'll never change. We'll get to that in just about a minute. It's Brian Noah, it's Andy Furman. I want to welcome everybody to the Fox Sports Radio Studios. We call this Fox Sports Sunday. We're brought to you by GEICO. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with GEICO. Go to GEICO.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Less than 10 minutes from now, BBB, and that's a bad topic for you right now, B. That's Brian Noah, that is, because of what happened what yesterday with, what? The, with the balk. What? I mean, you lost some money with the balk. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'd go I'll nuts if that what, happened Andy to Furman. me. Oh, Listen to man. this, man. These freaking Dodgers. So I had the Dodgers winning the game outright last night. Mm -hmm. And I had them over four and a half runs. And so they can't do anything. It's four to one throughout most of the ball game. And I'm like, freaking Dodgers. And all of a sudden, it's just solo home run city. They hit three solo home runs to tie the score. And I'm like, well, it gives us a shot, you know? And I'm like, if they lose and don't score anymore, I lose both bets. And sure enough, I went to bed because it was pretty late. You know, it was an early rise for us here on, uh, what's the name of the show? Fox Sports Sunday. I think they change it in a couple of weeks to Fox Football Sunday, don't they? Right, yeah. Who? (laughs) I got to get to bed early. So I woke up and had an update on my phone. Balk off, you know? Wow. Five to four, the Mariners win on a balk. So they, the Dodgers don't hit the over of their personal run total in four and a half. And they don't win the game, obviously. I lose both bets. And I'm like, you you ever see Training Day? You ever see the movie Training <laughs> yes, Day? Yes, yes. Love when, when Alonzo <laughs> gets shot, you know, played by Denzel Washington. Yeah. And he says, you. <laughs> right? That's what I was yelling. I when bet. I woke up this morning with the Dodgers. And that's one of the King reasons Kong why... ain't got on me! Thank you. It's one of the reasons why I want to talk a little baseball right now. Get out of your system. Get out of your system. Let it okay. go. You'll feel better. Thank because you. It's therapeutic we, here. It is. We talk about Appreciate the unwritten that. rules of the sport of baseball. Like, you don't steal a base if you're up several runs late in the game. And, of course, if a player is hot, you brush him back. And that's yeah. exactly what the Marlins starting pitcher Jose Arenu did uh, to the Braves rookie Ronald Acuna Jr. the other day. And that pitcher, he's been suspended six games for intentionally hitting the rookie 
who basically had like homered in five straight games before that. I got to tell you something right now. I'm hearing people yelling and screaming and this. Sorry, it's baseball. Is it right? Is it wrong? No, it's the game of baseball. It's been that way all the time. And I know they say you got to change the times. No, they're changing football. And I don't like what they're doing with the football. I don't like it. They're making it into a flag football game. I like baseball. You brush them back. That's what you do. You pitch inside. Okay, the guy got hurt. He got hit. He came back the next day. Didn't he come back the day after that or whatever? He got suspended six yeah. games for hitting. You know, let, let it go. People are just so crazy these days, aren't they? Well, look, Andy, I see both sides of it because I'm mostly with you where I agreed with Keith Hernandez. He <laughs> was like the, the guy Acuna had uh, five home runs in a row. And right. three of them were against the Marlins. And Keith Hernandez is like, you got to hit him. You know, you got to brush him back. Got to right. hit him. Don't throw at his head. We're talking the butt. He said the fanny, which is the That's definition right. of old school. You can't say <laughs> fanny anymore. Come on, man. But he, he says hit him in the in the butt or the side, you know, the leg, whatever. That would be fine. If he didn't hit Acuna on the elbow and Acuna went down and was hurt for a little while and I don't think that Jose Urania gets suspended. He's certainly not suspended for the length of games that he got suspended for. Right. right. So it was really just how it unfolded. Yeah, you take that chance that a ball could get away from you, and the guy gets hurt, and you get suspended. But if you hit him in the leg and he just trots to first base, there's no harm there. You're not he was hit, suspended. He was hit on a Wednesday night. He was back in the lineup the next night. He was back That's in right. the lineup for the Braves the next That's right, night. But I mean, with come him on. being down for a handful of minutes and being noticeably hurt and all of that. Yeah, you set yourself up for a suspension. But you've got to look at this game. Sports, they aren't always nice. And it's not like, hey, you know, even though you're doing well against us, we're just we're just going to play within the framework of the game. And hopefully you'll stop killing us. You've got to brush them back. You've got to make your opponent uncomfortable. You know, and if he had done it the right way and hit him in the leg or something right. like that, he isn't suspended. He makes Acuna uncomfortable in the batter's box. Maybe that works to your advantage. That's sports. That's how it works. I will tell you this much. Sports are wonderful. Sports are a great release. We love sports. You and I make a living out of sports. There's no doubt about that. But no one said that when you got into the world of sports, it's going to be entirely safe all the time. There are some right. dangers and hazards in the game of sports. We've seen it in football. And I don't know why some sports, I guess, take center stage as far as injury and danger as opposed to others. I read a report recently that women's soccer is more dangerous than football. More injuries, more leg injuries, more ACL injuries, and, of course, head injuries because of what happens right now with, with heading, the, heading the soccer ball. But you don't well, hear about it because it's not as popular as NFL football. That's well, the problem. I'll just go back this way. I remember Mark Jackson, who is now an NBA commentator, right? Does a fantastic job. Yes. But I remember a few years ago, Rajon Rondo was still with the Celtics. And he suffered this elbow injury. It looked hideous. Like he hit the floor and his elbow just bent backward. And there's this nasty looking injury. And then he was back in the ball game. And Mark Jackson took a lot of heat because he was like, look, if I'm in the game, you got to test that elbow. What that meant was within the framework of the game, you don't just go up to Rondo and just punch him in the elbow. Like within the framework of the game, you set a hard screen. You DM up and just happen to, once he follows through, just kind of hammer the guy a little. you got to see if he's good to go. You've right. got to 
See if you can exploit the rules, use them to your advantage, and if he can't sustain the pain, you get him out of the ball game. That's all good. <laughs> it's fine. That's the name of the game. If you can use the the rules to your advantage and you can get physical with your opponent and they can't withstand it, then you do that. You don't say, hey, you know, it's not quite right. He's got an elbow injury. We're going to take it easy on the guy. No. Hey, this guy's red hot against us. He's in the batter's box. He's as comfortable as can be. You got to throw at him or close to him to make him uncomfortable. I have no. But issue there are with people that. right now. I, I guess who are just aghast. I mean, last last look, I I had no problem when they're putting up the netting in baseball stadiums. I understand that. But you know, for some sixty seven years, they never had netting before, and it was never a big deal. You know why they have netting now? Because too many people are coming to games, reading books, and getting on their cell phones and not paying attention. So they had to put up the netting, mm-hmm. and that's why. And I understand you don't want anybody to get hurt. But the point is this: it happens. People do get hurt. It's it's amazing to me what's going on in the world of sports right now where people just are, are just so engulfed with working and helping people to try to get out of danger and there's going to be danger in the game of, of the games that you play. That's right. And look, even if it's a brushback pitch, I mean that's dangerous. It's really close to hitting you, you know? And that could have made him uncomfortable. Uh, maybe to the same degree, and it doesn't force a suspension, yada, yada. But uh, that's just the name of sports. It's going to be dangerous, to your point, Andy. And I've heard so many dumb takes with this, which Michael Kay is like, what, what, what if, is Acuna, if he took the bat out and went and hit Urania, oh, would that be okay? Yeah, because that's the same thing. Yeah, Goodness, right. This is a but you know, you don't hear take. about it in hockey. I remember watching a hockey game last year, the Chicago Blackhawks. I don't remember who the player was. He lost his teeth and got hit in the head in the second period. They stitched him up. He's back on the ice the third period. I mean, yeah. hockey to me might be the most dangerous of them all with spearing and getting hit with sticks and getting a puck in the face. And no one says a word about hockey. No one says right. anything about hockey. And look, man, you know as well as I do, Andy. The only reason Arania got suspended is because Acuna was hurt for a little while. Right. That's if that dude reason. trots to first base, nothing's done. And You're that's exactly really the right. only thing. You know, if they started if they started suspending every time someone got hit, sure, that would make a difference. But to your point, there's danger involved. And there are some times where they just allow pitchers to throw at hitters. That yeah. <laughs> everybody who throws at a, a hitter is suspended automatically. The so late Sal Magley, if you know if you know baseball history, the late Sal Magley, which I never saw him pitch, but I read about him. He played for the New York Giants. They call him the Bobber. Why? Because he brushed people back. Sal Magley, mm-hmm. that was his game. That's what he did. But the voice of reason, of course, Brian No, always right on target, on mark. There he is. And of course, we are live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. We got a new host, but the game remains the same. Bottom barrel betting is freaking next. Bottom barrel betting coming right up about 12 minutes before the top of the hour. We call it Fox Sports Sunday. He's Brian O. I'm Andy Furman. We're live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. By the way, we got this game to play, so what are we waiting for? Let's do it. You got that thing for me? It's bottom. Oh, Nick, I thought you was late. Barrel. You put my money to sleep. You go get my money or I'll put your brain to sleep. Betting. Yes, it is. I got some great news, though. There's a quick way you could save money. Switch to Geico. Go to Geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. Now, the Rook, the rookie host, Ryan Bershinger. Hello, Ryan. What's going on? Are you ready? Ah, yes, I am very ready. Good morning, guys. 
Morning. I'm telling you, man, Ryan Bershinger is going to be the next great game show host. Oh, Listen oh, to geez. those pipes over there. Oh, yes, Are you kidding yes, me? Yes. Oh, I appreciate He's going to be the next Alex Trebek. When's Alex oh. going to hang him up? Uh, you think it'll last forever? Yeah, apparently soon. I heard. I heard recently that yeah, he's he's talking about retirement now. He is actually have you thrown retirement. in your application? Ryan? Vanna just turned sixty, by the way. Oh my goodness. Uh, no, I haven't. But I you need uh, to. right now I am I am submitting it. Anybody out there listening who could get me as the host of Jeopardy, I would absolutely love that. Or the Price is Right, that's good too. Yeah, that would work as well. <laughs> yeah, I think you're more made for Jeopardy. You know, I like we don't do focus game. on the pipes of Drew Carey. That's you know, true. it's not the That's voice. True. But Alex Trebek, we really focus in on the mm-hmm. voice. That's for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, you're more yeah. Jeopardy. Oh, yeah. well, thank you. I really do appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> let's take a look at the scoreboard for this past week. Uh, it, it was a rather low-scoring affair from you guys. Uh, first first question was uh, over under 22.5 interceptions throughout all the games in the past week. There, uh, both of you took the over. There were 21 interceptions, oh, so nothing there. Uh, out of the top five quarterbacks from this year's draft, which quarterback throws the most touchdowns in week two? Andy, you took Sam Darnold. Brian, you took Baker Mayfield. Congratulations, you both chose the two quarterbacks that did not throw a touchdown this last week. Ah, <laughs> uh, Josh Wait, Allen. Wait, Sam, Sam threw a pick six, though, didn't he? Yeah. That counts. That, okay. Okay. Yeah. Josh Allen and, and Josh Rosen threw uh, touchdowns to their own team. So those those counted. So unfortunately, nothing for you guys there. And uh, over under 29 and a half passing yards for Mitch Trubisky. Brian, you took the over and he threw 90. So there you go. Wow. One yeah, nothing win easy. for Brian. That Nuts. was an easy wow. call. Come I on, man. About that. All right. Let's see how this week fares for oh. you. Well, uh, this past week. Nate Sudfeld, if there's an offensive player of the week for the preseason, Nate Sudfeld got it. Uh, 312 passing yards and three touchdowns in the rematch of the Super Bowl. Uh, Now the Eagles go from playing the Patriots to playing the Cleveland Browns in week three. So somebody has to throw the the football for that team with uh, Wentz and and Foles on the mend. So Nate Sudfeld over under 200 passing yards for Nate Sudfeld against the Browns. Andy, we'll start with you. You know what? I, I know he's going to be playing a lot because of the injury factor. I just can't see him throwing over 200 yards. I just can't. I'm going to say under. I can't do it. It's a good line by you, Ryan. Not it only is. do you have the pipes, you've got good line-setting oh, ability oh here goodness, because he I'm torn. Here's how I'm walking through this thing. We know he's going to play a lot, and if he plays a lot, he's capable of throwing for 200 yards against the Browns. But you got to keep him upright, too, just in case – you don't know what you're going to get from Wentz <laughs> or Nick Foles from an injury standpoint. Right. So he might play a half to get over 200 yards, even if he gets into the third quarter. Browns play pretty good defense. Mm-hmm. Bills couldn't do anything against their starters, so I'm going to say under. Reluctantly under. It's there a good go. line by you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Uh, for the second one, as we talked about the Browns, or excuse me, the Broncos earlier, uh, who will throw more passes this week, Chad Kelly or Paxton Lynch? Man. Oh, dude, this is a layup. It's Chad Kelly with ease. Ooh. I mean, you're going to have Case Keenum play the first half. It's the dress rehearsal, you know, and you're going to have Chad Kelly go back in there. You want to see if he's truly your backup quarterback. Yeah, that's the only so reason he'll throw more passes. He's going to have more playing time. That's the only reason, yeah. really. I don't I know if go- Lynch even gets in. 
Yeah, really? Mitch is number three right now, and he may not even play. So I got to go with Chad Kelly. But I think that okay. if given the amount of equal time, I, I would take Lynch. But it's going to be Kelly. Okay. Ooh, really? I will tell you guys. Why equal that- time would you go with Lynch? I would. I just think Why? that he. Based on I what? Think- Based on the fact that he's been there, done that, and he knows the system. Done what? <laughs> he's done he nothing. He just more. got demoted he for good reason. We'll he can't play. I hope you're wrong now. Okay. I hope we're both wrong now. Okay. Well, Chad did throw two more passes than Paxton this week, so it, it could be close again. We will see. Um, and lastly, the Little League World Series. We got Mid-Island Little League from Staten Island, New York, going up against Post-Oak Little League from Houston, Texas. Who we got in that one? I got to go in my hometown, Staten Island. Are you kidding me? Right across the bridge, right across the Verrazano Bridge from Brooklyn. I got to go with Staten Island. I know nothing about anything, you know? <laughs> and uh, You said it, not me. I, I got to go. I got to go with Staten Island also. There you go. The Little oh, League man. World Series. I got to go with. Well, we got the same, got the yeah. same picks, Eddie. Yeah, from. We got to have a tiebreaker over here. We're making Ryan Bershinger. The golden pipes think on his feet. <laughs> okay, yeah. I got a tiebreaker. I got a tiebreaker. Uh, the the top three teams in the NL West are all within two games of each other. Who is leading the division by the time of the show next week? Go ahead. I mean, this could be another tie as well. I'm looking at the stand. Who's in first place? The Diamondbacks. You sound like you have it memorized I'll as take a Dodgers the Rocks. fan. I'll take the there, Rockies. Right? <laughs> I'll say Diamondbacks. They'll I'll take the there. Rockies. I'll take Colorado. All right, there we go. All right. There's a tiebreaker. There, 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 all right. How's that? All right? Sounds yes. great. All right. We're good. We're good. Very good. Good job. There we go. Hey, by the way, it's a bold statement and a story you won't believe. Brian No and Andy Fervent have it all for you. Where? On Fox Sports Sunday. Coming up right here. Next. You got to hear his story. You will in just about a minute. But right now, it's time to say good morning, America. Yes, it's that time. It's Fox Sports Sunday. He's Brian No. I'm Andy Furman. And we're coming to you live. From the Fox Sports Radio Studios, brought to you by GEICO. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit GEICO.com for a free rate quote. The one, the only, the man of the hour, the man who talks sports 24-7, 365. My partner and friend, Brian No, in the hour of power, the power hour. Here he is. You know, I talk sports in my sleep, Andy Furman. True story. The lovely Christina, she was telling me the other night that I was just like, kind of uh, snoring, and then I'd be like, uh, uh, I can't get used to Terod Taylor, you know? I say stuff like that. That's not a bad thing. Really. No. At least yeah. you're not having nightmares, are you? I mean, that's why well, I guess I you have, could. You know, I'm not a big dreamer, Andy. I don't remember my dreams often. They say you dream every night. I can remember one dream every month or two. It's very mm-hmm. rare I remember one. How about do you? you? Dream, do you dream in color or black and white? My dreams are always the most random dreams you've ever heard of. It's always something completely off the wall, and they're just, like, shifting from, like, one scene has nothing to do with the other. If you think of, like, a movie, yeah, it's just, like, all over the place. And I wake up, and I'm like, what? And there's often funny. They're often t- completely random. I wish I remembered them more. But yeah, I, just I get don't. a couple of crazy. I get dreams that people chase me all the time. I don't know why. And yeah. I had a dream about a month ago, like, and I woke up in a cold sweat, like I was getting an exam in school and I didn't study for it. And I was like nervous. I said, <laughs> what, what is this? I mean, really? I mean, come on. I mean, so I don't yeah. know. I, don't I had know. a couple of recurring dreams. One always was that I was running late to work. That was always a deal. Of course, you have those dreams where like someone's chasing you and you run like a Tom Brady timed 40 you know you just yeah. can't move 
Yeah. Um, but the recurring dream I had, which is random, my uncle Doug, when he used to come to visit in Indiana, my aunt Carol is originally from Indiana. That's my mom's sister. Mm-hmm. And they moved to the Nashville area when we were kids. So they would come back to visit Indiana. And my uncle Doug would always put his loose change on a counter. And it would he'd have like, you know, handful of quarters, dimes, whatever. And for years, I used to dream that I was picking up loose change wherever I was. It would be like I was playing baseball and looked down at the grass. And there's just all this loose change. And I'm like, oh, man, look, this is like five bucks. Oh, we got loose change over here. That's ten bucks. And I'd wake up and I'm like, why do I keep dreaming about loose change? I did that for years. Steal, stealing his change. You wanted to take your own <laughs> I never money. stole it. I just had oh. dreams of having my own loose change, I guess. Well, who knows? I, I don't know. But I tell you, you talk about dreams, but you could talk about this was not a dream. This was fact. It should have been a dream because it's going to turn into a nightmare for this coach. We talk a lot about coach speak, and sometimes these coaches, they, they open their mouth, but nothing comes out. Like Bill Belichick. I love the guy, but, you know, at his news conferences, he doesn't say anything. You know, he doesn't give anybody anything. And, and here's a coach that should have probably kept quiet, a true blowhard. This is what you call a blowhard, okay? At a luncheon in Louisville the other day, their football coach, Bobby Petrino, promised that his Cardinals will beat Alabama on September 1st in their season opener. I mean, why on earth would you say that when it's not going to happen? And why would you give Alabama any more incentive to beat the living daylights out of you, really? Well, yeah, we know how Bama does in those openers, right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Pretty hard to beat them. And it's really hard. In general, it's hard to beat them. It's really hard to beat them at the beginning of the season. So it's not exactly like Louisville is bringing back Lamar Jackson at least, you know? Right. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a little, it's a little tough sell, a little tough yeah. sell right there. He may have to eat those words, as uh, I may have to eat a couple of words as well, you know. But we'll see what happens. I'm willing to do so, but we'll see if Bobby Petrino will do that. So he oh, hasn't gosh. been the one. What's the yeah. line on that game, by the way? Have do they have one that. yet? Probably I'm sure they do. do. I'm sure they do. I wouldn't well, let me be try surprised. To track that down for you. I bet you that What do you think is... it is off the top of your head? What do you think Alabama would be favored by? Twenty-two. It's probably pretty close. It's got to be three touchdowns. Oh, easily. Gots to be. No doubt. Uh, let me thumb through here. Let me thumb through. I'm, I'm sure. I haven't Where's even checked. I'm sure the game is in Alabama. I'm sure it's, it's a neutral Alabama. site game. Oh, it's a neutral site. Okay. Yeah, they typically play a neutral site game at the beginning of the year. Okay. Uh, sure here, we here we go. Here we go, Andy Furman. The yeah. line is Bama favored by 26. I was close. Not bad. Not far off. No, not bad. All right. Yeah. 26. And I'm sure they'll cover. They will cover that. There's no doubt in my mind. That's where you're but, going? Bama minus 26? Yeah. Yeah, they'll cover that. Even after the fiery Bobby Petrino just yeah. breathed life into the Cardinals? Yeah. <laughs> that That's just going to add to the misery for for Louisville, really. And, and, and I, don't, I don't dislike Bobby Petrino or Louisville, but I just don't know why a coach off the cuff would say something like that. I mean, you know, just say, we'll give our best effort against them. That, that's what, you know, and why you would even open up with, against them is beyond me, except I'm sure it's a hell of a payday. Hell of a Man, payday I'm, for I'll Louisville. tell you what, Andy, while I'm like, peeking through these lines, it's just it's more so the games than the lines, but we're not that far out. We got Notre Dame and Michigan two weeks, just a couple of weeks later from now, and then yeah, uh, less than two weeks from now, right? And then yeah. on September second. So what is that? A Sunday? You got Miami 
against LSU neutral site game. That's nice. He's a great a nice games. matchup. Yeah. And then yeah. we got the Monday night game, Virginia Tech at Florida State. Yeah, the only downside oh, man, for right college here. football for me is like once that team loses that game, the season's over for them. Really. I, for I just, what? What are you saying well, now? Once a team like that, that Michigan, that Michigan, what is it, Michigan, Notre Dame early on? Yeah. I mean, the team that loses that game, this season's over. I don't agree with you, and I'll uh, tell you why. Tell there, there are facts. There are not opinions, Andy okay. Furman. There are okay. facts Tell here. me. Tell me. Of the 16 college football playoff teams, right? sometimes it's the same school. Bama's been there throughout, right? Right. But the 16 times, you know, the, the teams have gotten to the playoff, 13 of those teams had one loss. And five of those 13 teams lost in November and still made it to the college football playoff. So I don't want to hear this like you lose one game and your season's done. It's 13 tough. of the 16 teams that got there had a loss. Yeah, and we saw a couple of shenanigans the uh, two years ago at Penn State and Ohio State. It was just kind of crazy. I mean, it, it, it hurts. Put it that way. It behind absolutely. The, There's no and you're doubt. behind the eight ball. Yeah, a team like Notre Dame who doesn't have a conference championship. That's the key, right. They, it's, they can't lose at all going – if they lost to Michigan, it's like you've got to run the table to have a chance to be in the college football playoff. But I'm not throwing them a pity party. That's the position they've put themselves in, not being in a conference. But it just shows you that the stakes are raised with Notre Dame if they lose early compared to other teams that are in a conference. Yeah, there's no doubt. You know, I, I mentioned coming into this segment about a, a story you got to hear. Did you hear the story about the J.J. Reddick and his ride in Brooklyn, New York? Yeah. He was doing a podcast. I mean, it's unbelievable. He, he was uh, doing a clothing company deal with his wife, uh, Chelsea, and her t- twin sister, Kylie, and arrived back from an apartment where they took a photo shoot, and uh, they put their bags into a, uh, a car. I think it was an Escalade, they said, despite the car smelling kind of weird, they said. And before long, his wife, Chelsea, said, and uh, she was scared. She whispered to her husband, JJ, there's a person in the back. And Reddick noticed a blanket in the back or in a cage or in a box in the trunk of the car with something that was underneath the blanket. He asked the driver to pull over. They all got out of the car. Reddick said he saw the blanket move and ultimately had the driver check it for himself. The driver lifted the blanket. He, I guess he put it towards the window. They could see uh, towards the sidewalk. And the driver walked back, and they saw a head popping up like in a cage. It, it was like a child abduction case. And I guess that Reddick's wife called the FBI. It's under investigation now. This is an unbelievable story. It really is. And I haven't heard much about it, really. Hasn't been a lot of national pub on this, has there? No, there really hasn't. It's crazy, man, with child abduction and human trafficking, and you hear stories about that. But can you imagine just being in a van? And there's a good chance they wouldn't have even noticed. How crazy is that, you know? Right. You get into a car, you go from point A to point B, you get out. You had no idea there was a child that was the victim of human trafficking in the back. Like, that's amazing to me, man. It's like this whole other dark underworld that we hear about, but you don't quite see in living color. You know how people reacted to the Ray Rice video? It's like, that's what domestic violence looks like. You know, it's not pretty. But when you see it, there's just a different shock value. Like, whoa. If you saw a child in a random van that wow. was being that was a victim of in a child cage. abduction, do you think you'd have a different appreciation for oh, it? Oh, heck yeah. 
Heck Absolutely, yeah. you, you, you bring up a, a tremendous point right now because they say a picture's worth a thousand words. I promise you that if Ray Rice was not captured on tape, he'd be playing in the NFL. Really, he would have played in the NFL for sure. He, he's yeah, done now, right? Like, right, I, yeah. But uh, yeah, he definitely would have stepped foot foot back into an NFL locker room. There is no doubt about that. Yeah, I wonder where this story goes to him with the J.J. Reddick thing. And they said that his wife did, in fact, call the FBI, uh, the tip line they have, I guess. And they opened up a claim because it was a human being in the back of his backseat of the car. And they thought, initially, I guess they thought it was a dog. But no, it was a human being back there. And uh, they said uh, that the driver was transporting a sister, cousin, wife, or girlfriend who needed a ride across town and didn't want to pay for Uber or a taxi. I mean, come on. I, I don't know. I, I don't know what happens now, but the story kind of just ends right there. And uh, I've been looking for the last several days what's happened since, and I haven't heard a thing. So, you know, we'll, we'll see. Maybe the FBI picks up on this. I don't know. I really yeah. don't know. The, I mean, it's obviously a very serious deal. There's no doubt. And hopefully this child is put back into the proper setting and with the proper people around uh, the child and it everything goes well because my heart goes out in this situation. The one thing of like comic relief in the storyline, JJ Reddick was telling the story on his podcast and yeah. Mo Bamba, the Orlando magic rookie was a guest. And at one point, the way JJ Reddick is telling the story, you don't know how it's going to unfold. He's just like, yeah, we're in a van. It smells kind of funky. My mom's uh, my, my wife is like, Hey, what's the deal over here? And at one point, Mo Bamba laughs. <laughs> and J.J. Reddick's like, this is not funny. <laughs> and right. then he says that it's a female head of a child that pops up. And it's like, oh, I didn't know the story was going there. You know, so it's yeah. just kind of funny where uh, you know, without the good news knowing is- how it was going to unfold, I'm not faulting Mo Bamba for laughing, but it's just funny how J.J. Reddick has this incredibly serious story to tell. And he's like, uh, this is not funny. The not funny part is quickly approaching here. It was a child. <laughs> if there's any good news at all to this story, the fact that maybe J.J. Reddick wasn't fucked involved because if it was just Joe Q. Public, I don't think you would have had this national story line to talk about. It would have gone unnoticed. It really would have. I think the fact that J.J. Yeah. Reddick brought it to the public's eye because he is a public figure. Yeah, and I was, I was reading a story about, I believe it was a nun, and with the Pro Football Hall of Fame induction ceremonies just a week or two ago, right? It was very yeah. recently. Uh-huh. She was going over to Canton, and she was trying to pass out things like uh, brochures, and she was trying to put soap in the women's bathroom that had a helpline and tips in terms of human in, uh, uh, abduction and trafficking and all of those things. And they had stats on this, Andy, and it was just mind-boggling how many people are abducted with large gatherings, whether it's the Pro Football Hall of Fame, a large concert, like a some type of huge gathering. Like, what are some of those things where they get, um, like, expos and things like that, like the huge gatherings? You see that all the time. It's amazing. The numbers were staggering to me. I wish I memorized them so I could tell you. But it was just like, oh, my gosh, that's sickening. Yeah, it really is. It really is disgusting, to be honest with you. By the way, you have any comments, we'll take them. How? At The No Show on Twitter. We'll read them. We'll retweet them. At The NOE Show. At Andy Furman. FSR. Phone calls always welcome. 877-99 on Fox. 877-996-6369. Bottom of the hour. Make that 830 Eastern time. Alex Marvez, the Sheik. Fox Sports Radio's NFL Insider. Right after that, we'll have... 
Brian No and No's Picks. So don't go anywhere. We are here to please, and we usually do. We're live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. It's way too early to make judgments on these people. We'll explain that next. Tell the fanboys to cool it, and we will in just about a minute. 21 past the hour of Fox Sports Sunday. Brian No, Andy Furman, of course, Proudly brought to you by Lowe's. Pro customers at Lowe's save 5% on every purchase every day when you use Lowe's business credit account. That's 5% on all purchases in-store or online. Subject to credit approval, U.S. only. By the way, bottom of the hour, the Sheik, Alex Marvez, Fox Sports Radio's NFL Insider, will join you at 8.30 Eastern. But right now, my partner Brian No has got a tweet. Uh, we checked. We got to hear from Zachary. All right, we were talking about the Arania Purpose pitch, you know, oh, yeah, yeah. got suspended for it six games. He writes yeah. in, do you guys even research your show topics? He wasn't trying to brush him back. He threw a 97.5 mile per hour fastball towards the upper part of Acuna's body. That was in the 99th percentile velocity he's ever thrown. That's not exploiting any rules. That's malicious. And I wrote him back and I'm like, dude, what? you got to listen better <laughs> because Nobody said that Arania was just trying to brush back Acuna and missed. We know it was malicious. We know it was on purpose. It wasn't an accident. I don't know how you could get any of that from what we said, Andy. Uh, Look, people hear what they want to hear. They really do. But God gave you two ears, so use them. Okay, we have one mouth and two ears. All right? Use your ears. Clean them out. Maybe you got that hoof. And, maybe you went from West Virginia and got that disease, hoof, mouth, and ear disease, whatever the hell it is, right? Now, now it's ear. It's ear. Uh, I don't know. Ear maybe. drum and ear canal disease. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I don't know. We got to come up with a different word, different term for listeners, because that's not what they do. Oftentimes, you know, they what really would we don't. call the listeners who don't do a good job listening? What should they be referred to as? Bad listeners. Hearers. I don't know what they yeah. would be. We'll figure something out. That's what okay. we'll do. But I'll tell you what, they go in the same category as the fanboys that you did during the NBA playoffs when the oh. 76ers fans <laughs> said they're going to go all the way. I mean, I'll never forget that. You said during the NBA season, <laughs> those fanboys, the passion sometimes leads to stupidity. That's what it does. It really does. And it's it does. happening right now with the NFL rookie quarterbacks. I'm seeing it. I'm hearing it. Take the Jets, oh. the quarterback Sam Donald, for example. Yeah. One bad throw against the Redskins on Thursday night. It was a red zone INT. Uh, and now all of a sudden... You know, the the fans are going crazy in New York. I still think that Teddy Bridgewater and Sam Donald are going head to head. And when it comes right down to it, you got to throw Sam Donald to the to the Wolves. You got to make him starter. You got to go out there. The media wants him. The fans want him. And he's the he's the ray of life. He's he's the hope for the future. Yeah, I mean, look, it makes sense if he has a. Let's say he starts the dress rehearsal next week. I don't know if Todd Bowles has made this announcement or not. Mm-hmm. If Sam Darnold goes out there and plays pretty well in the dress rehearsal. I think he's going to be the week one starter because he's the future. If he's showing that he's capable enough to handle it, you're going to learn more on the job. If he's clearly not ready, you don't throw him out there. But if he grasps the playbook and he looks like he's fairly comfortable, you got to throw him out there, man. It's not like Teddy Bridgewater or Josh McCown are your future. But you're right. In terms of the overreaction, it has just been crazy town when it comes to these guys. Like, Sam Darnold and Baker Mayfield played really well in the first week of the preseason against second and third stringers. And we're acting as if those guys are starters. It was a joke. It's just such a knee-jerk reaction 
with rookie quarterbacks in general? Well, those are fans, and I think it's great, and that's what makes the NFL rock and roll, and that's why it's number one, because people just get so emotional. There are highs and lows in the game, and look, you take the Kansas City Chiefs. They're going to have growing pains with Patrick Mahomes. It's going to happen. Now, you mentioned it early on, he went like a 69, 70-yard touchdown pass, uh, Tyreek Hill. It was a tremendous pass, it was but then he threw throw. an interception at the double coverage. He goes 8 yeah. for 12, 138 yards. You can't tell what a guy's going to do, A, in preseason games, and B, in such a short span of, of, of playing time. You just can't. Well, you've got to consider the competition, you know, in particular with Baker and Sam Darnold. If they're playing against dudes that they're not going to play against in the regular season, it doesn't mean that much. <laughs> like Josh Allen, he looked really good with the Bills with his touchdown pass. You see that, Andy? Yeah, Where he, he had did. just crazy feet, sweet feet in the pocket, eluding defenders, a nice little throw in the back of the end zone. But that, again, is against backups. So it's a positive sign. It's reason for optimism, but only to a degree when you consider the dudes he's throwing against won't be in the game come the regular season. And I don't dismiss it as like, well, they're fans. Like That was way too dismissive. It's like, no, just because you're a fan, you don't have a license to be a crazy person and start saying crazy stuff. It's still yeah. stupid at the end of the day if you're the only thing regardless I could, if you're a yeah. fan or not. You're exactly right. The only thing I could take to the bank is that last night I watched the Dallas Bengal game, and Andy Dalton, who basically played with the ones, and he is a one, looked horrendous. He was like five for seven, and, and basically I think at the end of the first half it was something like a hundred and something yards for Dallas and ten yards and maybe two first downs for the Bengals. He looked terrible against the ones. He really did, and they had their backup come in, and the Bengals eventually won the game, but it's against backups. So it doesn't mean anything. It really doesn't. But I think this concern right now, if, if you're a Bengal fan, that Andy Dalton did not get the job done overthrowing passes to A.J. Green and things like that. He did not look sharp last night. Well, he didn't. No. And I, I disagree with you, Andy, in terms of you can't tell anything from the preseason. When it's starters versus starters, you can read into to it. I mean, look at the first half next week in the dress rehearsal. There are things that you can see that will translate to the regular season. Mm -hmm. If you see an offensive line just getting dominated, well, that could be a problem heading into the games that count if it's starters versus starters. It's just when you get this talent disparity where sometimes one team leaves half of its starters in or all of its starters and they're going up against second and third stringers, you're not getting a clear picture of what's going on. So you have to take that into account. you got to know what you're watching. We always say this, Andy. Basketball, football, whatever. KYP, know your personnel. Right. And so fans got to do that T. KYP, baby. You can't just look as if all things are equal when they're clearly not. Well, look, you know, you talk to the, the rabid fans. I'm talking about fans that go out there like five hours before a game and tailgate. Those, those are fans. Those are the above and beyond fans. They're, they're crazies. I mean, they really are. I love them. Yeah. I'm not one of them. I don't think you are either. But I'm not going. I, I've gone to games where the game, the kickoff is 7 o'clock at night, and they're out there 3 in the afternoon drinking and pounding it down. And guess right. what? They don't even have tickets to the game. They just stay out there. They'll bring a TV, <laughs> they'll bring a TV set with them in the parking lot well, and watch the game on TV. TV. I mean, but some of those people, they're not all knuckleheads and, you know, don't know what's going on. They're just overreaction fans. But some of those people, they're just diehards. You know, I loved, really, I loved the atmosphere when the Rams were hosting the Raiders last yeah. night. Yeah, yeah. And the telecast, the Rams telecast, they're like, dude, these fans are going nuts. It's like a regular season atmosphere. I love that. I think that's great. 
Have some passion. Just don't be a crazy person. If you're quarterback of the future, if Baker Mayfield looks good against backups, don't all of a sudden turn that into he's the next Joe Montana because he shredded backups. That's ridiculous. You're a crazy person at that point. Yeah, but, you know, and that'll never change. And you know what? You could blame some media people as well. I'm, you know, a lot of media people with the hype. I mean, we saw that last week on the back page of the New York Daily News after Sam Donald's first game. I mean, they thought he was the next coming, the Messiah, the Jet Messiah. Yeah, I call I them. know, I, but they're playing to the fans. You know, they're selling what people are buying. So I, I don't completely call them out there. I hear your point, Andy, but. They're trying to make a buck, too. But here's the thing also. That's what's so great about football, because you don't see that in other sports. You don't see that in other, really. You don't see this hype machine, fans and or media, in any other sport except pro football. You you see it in the NBA. A little bit. You'll see a good summer league performance. Oh, look out for this guy. A little bit, yeah. it's it's not to the same level as a rookie quarterback going up against backups. I'll give you that. But I'm not... I'm saying that it's it's still somewhat noticeable in the NBA. Look at Trey Young. Trey Young stunk yeah. it up shooting the three, and it's like, oh gosh, look out! It's summer league, you know. Give him yeah. some time. Probably exactly. gonna figure it out. There you go, Brian. No, Andy. From we're live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. By the way, the quarterback question looms large in the NFL, and Alex Marvez has some answers next. But first. To the man himself, he's a number oneer. Ralph Irvin for the latest. Well, thank you very much, Andy. And speaking of number one, how about first place in the American League West? It is being shared right now by the Oakland Athletics and Houston Astros. The A's with a 7-1 win over Houston on Saturday to move into that tie. The two teams with identical records right now. The last time the A's were in first place, they were 1-0 on the season. In the National League West, there is a three-horse race for that championship. Arizona holds the lead right now, but they fell in San Diego 7-6. Colorado, a win in Atlanta, moves them just a half game out of first place. They beat the Braves 5-3. The Rockies, by the way, also a half game back of St. Louis for the final National League wildcard spot. The Dodgers are two games back. They fell in Seattle 5-4 thanks to a bases-loaded 10th inning balk by Dylan Floro. Online terrible, car shopping. Terrible, Ralph Irvin. I had money on the Dodgers. Goodness. I know, but even Dave Roberts says, yep, it was a balk. Online what car shopping. What does he know anyway, Ralph? It wasn't a balk. <laughs> Online car shopping can be confusing. Not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. An MRI today for Cowboys Pro Bowl guard Zach Martin after he hyperextended his knee in the Dallas game against Cincinnati. And this breaking this morning, multiple sources reporting that the Chiefs will be signing veteran cornerback Orlando Skandrick. Mm. More uh, NFL news coming up with you guys. Thank you so much, Ralph. Have a great day. Thanks for everything you do for us, by the way. Alex Marvez is coming right up. He's Brian Noah, Andy Furman. And by the way, we want to welcome you and everybody else to the Fox Sports Radio Studios brought to you by GEICO. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with GEICO. Go to GEICO.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part figuring out which way is easier. Nose picks in about 10 minutes. But right now, we go to the Fox Sports Celebrity Hotline, the Sheik. Alex Marvez, Fox Sports Radio's NFL Insider, with Brian Owen, Andy Furman. Sheik, how are you today? Good morning. Better than Paxton Lynch, probably, right? But other than that, yeah, doing just fine. Well, let's talk quarterbacks if we can. You know, first, Sam Darnold, <laughs> less than spectacular for the Jets in Game 2. 
Does he get the starting job over Teddy Bridgewater? What's happening with the Jets right now? Well, apparently Josh McCown getting some reps with the twos this week as well so far in practice, and Todd Bowles has stayed very close to the vest. And, and Andy, I don't think this is a question that can really be answered until after the third preseason game. And we have to see, first off, who's going to start. I mean, this is that dress rehearsal game. If Darnold gets to start, if he goes through it, they, they know there's going to be bumps in the road. They know there's going to be times that he tries to throw passes that, that he shouldn't, you know. I mean, but that, that can happen to any quarterback. But with a rookie, you just want to make sure that they're, they're extra cautious with the ball security. But we've got to see, I think, first how this third preseason game plays out. Is he the starter going into it? Is it Teddy Bridgewater that ends up getting that nod? How much does Sam Darnold play? And we roll from there. And then, you know, Josh McCown is really a wild card in all this. I mean, how many quarterbacks in the NFL, you could say, could be anywhere from the starter to the third stringer come week one? And that's, that's very legit. He could have any one of those roles moving ahead. By the way, as we know, knock on wood, but no team has suffered an injury for a starting quarterback, so I don't see Teddy Bridgewater's trade value as really being there. Most teams, with the exception of the Broncos, are pretty secure. Uh, what they have as their backups right now, that could always change, but I'm not sure if they would make a move for Teddy anyway or just try to go in a different direction. So long story short, let's wait and see on the Jets starting QB situation. Alex Marvez, with that in mind, I am setting a fictitious betting line for you, my friend. All right. The line is 1.5 rookie quarterback starting week one. Where are you going? Ooh, so you have half of one. <laughs> I'm going 1.5. Ah, so we're saying either either one is going to start or two is going to start, right? I'm going to go. You got to have at least two to hit the over. You taking the over? I'm going to go with Josh Allen starting one, and I'm going to I'm going to take the over because I would figure Darnold gets the nod if all things mm-hmm. are equal. We know and Patrick Mahomes too. Mahomes going to start. Well, he's not a rookie. He's not a rookie. Though. Oh, so yeah, you're right. Yeah, okay. I, mean, I tell you what, he could throw a football 68 yards in the air though. Oof, oh yeah. my goodness! And see, yeah. and that's the thing when you when you watch him play, some of those throws you're like, no, 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 but then you see something like that, and it's like, yes. We have to have this young man on the field. <laughs> but right. but I think with Josh Allen, listen, especially with A.J. McCarron now being out for four to six weeks at least, you know, with it with this fractured collarbone, you know, Nate Peterman, there's no competition there. And Josh Allen did some really great things. I mean, you know, some some really, you know, not so great things, taking a couple sacks, although one was just a complete offensive line bust that, that they had against the Browns. But, you know, he got shown in a bunch of situational football, which is really, uh, for a preseason game, the Bills couldn't ask for anything more. You got Josh Allen and, you know, goal line situation. You got Josh Allen in two minutes. You got him in a, and you know, you got to see him run a variety of different plays. And, you know, what impressed me was first, he started out really hyped, right? I mean, it was like Cam Newton in the Super Bowl when he threw 25 yards above Kelvin Benjamin's head. It was the same thing with Josh Allen, you know, the way that he fired his first pass, then took sacks back to back. And you're thinking, oh no, here, here we go, right? But you know, the young man got, you know, he stayed composed and he got more comfortable as he kept playing. And I think you love to see that. So I feel good about Josh Allen. And then, of course, too, Josh Rosen, he, you know, he did his part, but this really is Sam Bradford's job until he gets hurt. And, you know, I hate to say it like that. It's almost so macabre to, to think that way. But, you know, for a guy who's only been able to put together, what, you know, one 16 game starting season since his rookie year, I mean, you just feel like, wow, this guy's just not going to be able to keep it together. So, you know, but I, I think one and a half, I think what I'm betting on is Darnold ending up getting the starting job, and it just wouldn't surprise me in New York if the future is now. Alex Mavis, speaking of getting hurt, well, the New England Patriots got some revenge by beating the Eagles the other night, but they lost a number one draft pick from Georgia, Isaiah Wynn, to his left Achilles in that game. He was drafted to fill the left tackle departure of Nate Solder, who was a free agent, gone to the Giants. What's happening now in that offensive line? 
Trent Brown, all six foot eight, three hundred thirty pounds of him. That is your left tackle, and you know it's interesting because they've had these behemoth left tackles on this Patriots offensive line for the past couple of years. Obviously, Nate Solder, he was six foot eight, a big, big guy, of course, right? And the same thing with Trent Brown and Isaiah Wynn was someone that was going to fit in on this offensive line somewhere. In fact, I think the odds were most likely, as it all played out, that he might have been having a shot at replacing Marcus Cannon at right tackle. I mean, he was going to be their top swing guy. The Patriots realized that injuries happen across their offensive line. They've been hit by a number of them through the years, and they were hoping that Isaiah Wynn, they could coach him up to play at either spot. Now their depth at the tackle spot, like so many other teams around the league, is razor thin. And I don't know about you guys, but I saw a little bit of extra juice in that Patriots team on Thursday night against the Eagles. I mean, Philadelphia came out you know, looking like they were playing a preseason game. And the Patriots came out looking like they were looking for revenge for Super Bowl 52, at least early on. Tom Brady was outstanding. And I'll tell you, some young players on this defense flashed very encouraging for a Patriots team that's had so much doom and gloom surrounding it because of the Belichick-Brady tiff. When you look at Josh Gordon being back with the Cleveland Browns, he can't practice just yet. He hasn't been cleared uh, by the league. But he can do the conditioning tests. He can be with the team as he took a little hiatus for his mental health and so he doesn't have a relapse with any substance abuse. With all of that being said and with all of the suspensions in the past, you hope for the best, you might be optimistic, but if you're the Browns, can you trust him right now? No, you can't trust Josh Gordon, and I, I don't know when you can. I, you know, I don't know if, if this will be the type of thing that happens every year. And, and you know, you worry about the, you know, just a young man like you talk about having some sort of setback in his personal life and it affecting him on the field. But you know, this is where the, the this is where some problems set in, right? Like now, Mary Kay Cabot of the Cleveland Plain Dealer, she's reporting that oh, you know, the, the Browns have cooled on Des Bryant because Josh Gordon's coming back. Well, is Josh Gordon going to be here a week from now? Two weeks from now? Is you know, can can you depend on him? Is it are we at that point? Right now with him, how long is it going to take him, by the way, to learn this new offense and to truly master it since he's been gone for a couple of weeks? I mean, you, you think about that. And listen, do you trust Antonio Callaway either after his situation with his car getting right. pulled over by a police officer and then how that went? So, you know, it's just really, really sticky right now in Cleveland. I think they should sign Des Bryant anyway, even with Josh Gordon being back and trying to incorporate him in this offense. But who knows what type of money they're offering. And listen, if they tell Des, you're going to be the third option, if you sign with this team, if, because we're going to count on Josh Gordon being back and Jarvis Landry's our number one guy, uh, is Des Bryant really going to go for that? I, I just I don't see this match coming together. Thus, you know, we have Cleveland puttering along with the same group that they have right now, which which is great if Josh is back and in a great space. And you know, it's about it's the same Josh Gordon we saw flashes of last year. The Browns are going to be a much better team, but again, that's a big if. Alex Malvez, tell us your thoughts on that Antoine Williams hitting penalty against Cody Kessler oh. yesterday. We're all still trying to figure this out here. We understand <laughs> this, right? We we all understand that we're just not really too certain about how the, these quarterback things are going, and you know, and, and the hits and the helmet, and you look at some and you just you just wonder, you know what I mean? You just absolutely scratch your head, and you know, you had one in Minnesota that was really curious because uh, you know when when the defender hit the quarterback, this was the type of hit that Anthony Barr leveled last year on Aaron Rodgers, mm-hmm. and you saw that they don't want and, and Al Riveron has told me this, they don't want the defender putting a little bit of extra mustard, uh, so to speak, on the hot dog at the end of the hit. In other words, they don't want to see a quarterback being driven into the ground after you've hit him. They want you to just stop, let go, essentially, and don't drive him into the ground. So you saw that come into play. 
we're all still trying to figure this out. We're all still trying to figure out, okay, how is it that, that guys are going to be able to defy the laws of gravity and physics? Also, how is this going to be called in the NFL? You know, I thought it was interesting. Matt Chatham, uh, who does some work for the Patriots now, former linebacker, he put up on his Twitter account a, a graph photo of a goal line situation with a bunch of yellow collision signs, like you know, like you have in comic books. But across the offensive line, it's like, here's all this helmet-to-helmet stuff. The NFL also not going to call a helmet penalty if a quarterback tries to score on a quarterback sneak. I mean, we're all still trying to get used to this in the NFL. I, I, I get it. You know what I mean? Why they're doing it? Because of, of economic reasons. They say safety of the game. I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure they want to make sure that they're not open for future lawsuits, et cetera, and they're doing the, everything that they can. But if the preseason continues to get called, or you know, in the regular season gets called like the preseason, it's going to be a very interesting year in the NFL. A lot of fan outrage, and I'm just wondering, too, how many folks eventually just say, this is silly, why am I watching this, and start tuning out. Quickie for you here, Alex Marvez, the coach to get fired first in the (laughs) NFL. You got Dirk Cutter, Hugh Jackson there at the top of the list. Nope. Okay. Uh, The next best, 5-1, to no coach to leave post by start of week 17. That's crazy talk, right? If you don't have your money on Vance Joseph, I'm very disappointed in you, Brian. Yeah. Ooh, okay. Eight was, to one, Vance Joseph. Same odds as Adam Gase. You're going Team Vance. Let me tell you, my trip out to Denver was very interesting in our conversation with John Elway. And, and I'm not trying to put words in John's mouth, but you know, you ask a question sometimes. How does a you know we we asked and Gil Brand and I did on our Sirius XM show. We said, how has Vance Joseph evolved as a head coach? And his response was, we're going to wait and see. Okay, it it goes into that. And, you know, like the jury is still out. That was his words. And he explained how he needed Vance, all these things that Vance needed to do better. Then at the end of the interview, I brought up Gary Kubiak and I explained, you know, I just asked because Gary's meant so much to that team's front office. They've, you know, on paper drafted better, made some better decisions. And John was just effusive in his praise of Gary. He's like a brother to me. I still wish he was our head coach. That was the one that mm. stood out to me, and, you know, he just can't do it physically. But there's no question John Elway would have Gary Kubiak back as his head coach. He never wanted to make the change to begin with. So all that being said, I think Vance is on really thin ice, and, you know, they could go to Bill Musgrave for a season and, and then, you know, see if Bill ends up being the head coach or move in a different direction from that as well. But I, I, Vance really has to start showing something as a head coach, and with that offense, uh, I'm just not so sure he's going to be able to get the job done in 2018. Love Vance Joseph. Shaky situation, though. Sheik, before we let you go, I got regards to you from a friend in the greater Cincinnati area. His name is Tony. He works at Barleycorns. You remember Barleycorns, the restaurant? Of course. Yes, Tony wants to say hi. He loves you. So say goodbye. Fantastic. Thank you, Tony. I appreciate that. You know I love me some Queen City. There you go. All right. Thanks again. Have a great day and a better week. We'll speak to you next week. Alex Marvez, the Sheik. Mazel, mazel. There you go. Brian No, Andy Furman, of course, live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. This was a career milestone. We'll explain that next. Brought to you by Progressive Insurance. We'll compare rates for you so you get a great deal, even if it's not with us, saving you time and money. Now that's Progressive. Call or click today. Nose picks coming right up. By the way, he's Brian No. I'm Andy Furman. About uh, 10 minutes from now, that'll be top of the hour, 9 o'clock Eastern, Michael Harmon, Dan Byer, top of the hour. Get him on iHeartRadio and Sirius XM 83. And, of course, on many of these same Fox Sports Radio affiliates and your iHeartRadio app. But right now, let us go to the man himself, Brian No, and Noah's Picks. Are you ready for it? Brent Sparky. 
here's the deal. Are you in desperate need of gambling insight? Do not fear, for Brian No is here. And now the time has come for No's Picks. Andy Furman, we are ramping up toward football season, my friend. Yeah, and I was 3-0 and last wow. week. Yes. Wow. So winning week, and we had it in dramatic style because the Cubs hit a walk-off grand slam. Yes, they did. To get the win. So we are red hot, looking to do more damage here on a Sunday. I'm going with hot teams. My Cardinals are hot right now. They're minus 120 just to get the outright win at home against the Brewers. Take them. I'm looking at the A's. Come on. The A's are red hot. They're hosting the Houston Astros. Justin Verlander on the mound for the Astros. He's 11-2. But you know who else is 11-2 on the money, on the dot? That'd be Sean Manaya, the pitcher who is opposing Justin Verlander. Take the red hot A's plus 130, plus money at home. Love it. Home dogs are barking. And we're looking at the Sunday night game, Andy Furman. Yes. We got the Mets at the Phillies. We've got Uh, bloated ERAs and a total of eight and a half. Take the over. Going to have at least nine runs scored in this Mets-Phillies nightcap. What do you think about that, my friend? I like the A's. They are real. They're red hot. They've only lost something like 13 games since the 1st of June. It's unreal. You you see 3-0 again? Or you see at least a winning Uh, weekend? What do you think? uh, I, I like the cards and A's. I worry about this Mets-Phils game. I, I worry oh, about Oh, that's that. going over. That's yeah, going yeah, over. Put the house on I it. hope so. Hope you're But right. now it's the time of the show, Andy Furman. You can go your own way. Something light, something serious. What do you have for us, my friend? Okay, it's live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Brian No and myself, Andy Furman. And by the way, talk about the umpire in baseball. Talking baseball, Joe West became the third major league ump to work 5,000 games. And guess what a surprise for him this week. He went to a restaurant, a steakhouse in Minneapolis, and uh, he was given the restaurant's menu, and the menu was, get this, written entirely in Braille. Good joke, huh? For an umpire, how do you like that? I like that. That's good. I like that. It's written funny. in Braille. I'm going to so, go with with Kevin Stadler of the Web, Web.com Tour. So there was an event near Portland, actually, here, and Kevin Stadler, who missed the cut, he was ticked off. All right, yeah. so he threw a hissy fit, kind of threw his club. It hit something, ricocheted, nailed the spectator, caused an injury. The spectator needed six stitches. <laughs> and another golfer was quoted by saying, it's been a while since I've seen so much blood. So not good. Not a good hissy fit by Kevin Stadler over Do there. Do you notice a lawyer, one? an attorney's calling somebody somewhere oh. right now. Who gets sued? How does this work? Tell yes. me. I want to know. Right. There are attorneys lining up for this fan. How about this also? The Atlanta Falcons, they were trying to troll the Kansas City Chiefs. And so on the scoreboard of their preseason game, they had the line that they're not in Kansas no mo from the Wizard of Oz, right? And so the Kansas City Chiefs, they just simply tweeted, who wants to tell them? Because Kansas City is not located in Kansas. It's actually Kansas City, Missouri. Missouri, So that joke actually didn't work. So there you go. There you go. I tell you what, again, we did it. We wrap it up, put a bow on this baby, and away we go. Harmon and Brian are coming up. Have a great week. We'll see you then on Fox. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field. 
Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.